Anyways, let's go. Sorry, I get, I'm already no, riled up. No, it's fine. You're hyped, I, you're hyped up. I like talking uh, about dodgeball, man. <laughs> Welcome to the Dodgeball Podcast. Today I will be interviewing two members of USA Dodgeball, and we will be talking about players that made it to the Combine and players that we hope to see at the Combine. I want these two players to come on and talk about the younger players and what they could do to improve their games to make future USA teams. So let's get right into it. Tonight I have Nate Kreider with me, uh, formerly of Doom and captain of the USA Dodgeball team, and I have Catchem, Andrew Catchem of Crisis and... Uh, are you a, you're just a member of the USA team? You're not one of the captains, right? Correct. Is this the first time you've been on one of these podcasts? No, like my third or fourth, I think. Okay, I yeah. wasn't sure you had been on one. Yeah, Steve uh, hit me up a few times to like talk about certain things. So I uh, I'd said no a few times because I was like pissed off about dodgeball for a while, <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'll do a couple because I kind of blew you off for a while. So let's do it. Sounds good. Yeah, I like this stuff, man. I love the sport. I want like if I can support like if this is like. You know, I love talking about it. You know, why not? I mean, that's where I come to. Is I just like talking, like talking dodgeball with anybody, anyone who's willing to talk to me about dodgeball, I'm willing to talk about it. And so it's yeah. you know, fun to listen to other people's opinions and listen to hear how they how they see the game. And you know, you guys are two of the best players in the world, so it's nice to hear how you guys see the game. Yeah, I'm actually like I was excited about this because Ketchum hit me up. He's like, "You want to do the, the podcast?" And I was like, "With you?" And he's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Actually, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that because like." talking with Steve one-on-one is great because it's there's no like but I, I don't know who else I would like want to talk with because the mindset is so different from like levels you know mm-hmm. as far as like like interviewer interviewee is kind of like you know and and you guys are very analytical about the game so that's one thing but like like talking to another player player to player like if it's not like like there's not a lot of players that like I could like see eye to eye with because the it's just my brain works differently and not totally. not good or bad I'm not like saying like oh, I'm smarter but you know, it's just not the same kind of, not the same level. And for me, like, especially in terms of foam, I'm not one, I never play foam. I don't like, you know, I've talked, Catch and I have talked about this. I don't really like the foam game as much as I like 8.5, but, you know, that's to each their own. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to talk to people who do like foam and want to play foam. And, you know, for me, I, I can see what I can see, but I am also not someone who's played it. So I don't really know what to be looking for also. Yeah. Well, and that's why I like with like Ketchum, like he's one of the few players that have has been the top of every style, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's kind of why I like it because like I, like I've I've you know and and again my team's not necessarily me. I'm not going to say that, but like every, like eight point five no sting foam like I've and even cloth like competed in the highest level of every one. So like it's important to have like that kind of balance of like understanding each game if you know we're going to like debate it almost. Um, so I come out kind of hot with people that have like not played foam, but like are shitting on foam. And you've never done that. That's not you. But like I get kind of, I'm like, I'm like, yo, you've never played it. So stop judging these people that love it. Like, let's just give them their shit. You take your 8.5. You love that. No, I'm not going to shit on but like, yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's go. Sorry. I get, I'm already no, riled up. No, it's fine. You're hyped, I, you're hyped up. I like talking uh, about dodgeball, man. <laughs> still on. I just wanted to talk to you guys since we're not having national or not having worlds. Uh, and we're That's not so having a comp. I know it's a sad. It's a sad statement. Speaking of, to say it we would loud. be we would be in Glasgow right now. Like not assuming that I would have made the team, but like had we made it, we'd be in Glasgow right now. It'd be happening right now. 
it's next week. It's on my calendar still. I didn't remove it because it would be this weekend, right? (laughs) It's and it's just like it's so crazy. Like just to think about like and because it's after the combine, like there's all the anticipation, just like figuring, waiting, figuring out if you make it. Like and then there's all of the year, like the preparation going into the combine. Like once you find out you make it, so like there's like all these things, like all these time, like all these time periods and all these like phases that would happen throughout the year, like happen. And so like it's it's kind of it's very weird. Yeah. Um, how many times have you played on the world team, Nate? Uh, four. Four. And no. and you took what two years off to to get things to be moving the direction where you were ha- more happy with it, right? Yes. So so some people are confused about the the, the boycott. So um, what happened was we decided as a team that we wanted everybody to have an equal shot at making the team. It wasn't mm-hmm. because. It wasn't for selfish reasons. I, I actually, after 2015, after we won gold, I was given the opportunity to pick the team exactly how I wanted it. I could have made that team again, but it didn't feel fair to players that I didn't know and players that I had never seen play. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think that, like, we, we as a team, because we were at the Detroit Cup when this was announced, actually, the whole team was. And we we'd, like, discussed it as a team over dinner, and we were like, that's just not fair to, like, the players we've never seen. No one gets a shot except for, like, the people that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yes, we decided to take a couple years off to uh, to try to get um, leadership in place and to to you know guide the sport in the right direction, man. Like it's a, such a young sport; it could it could die like that if if things aren't if the decisions aren't made. Like people can forget about it. Like we need it to to go in the right direction. And with the two years of combines, you guys have been really happy with how everything and the direction of it. And I mean, I'm sure there's things you could, you could want to improve. Maybe it'd be longer. Maybe it'd be you know more combines. Whatever you know, whatever but the direction it's going is the correct direction in your guys' opinion, right? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like the top 40 players get a shot to make the team. Like, Mm -hmm. like again, yeah, it could be a couple days. It could be this, but like logistically with what, you know, USA dodgeball is doing like, and what they did in a short period of time leading up to last year's combine. And even this year's combine got much better than last year's. Like it's, it's improved. And that's all you can really ask for is like incremental improvement every year. Exactly. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's going in the right direction. And I was very like grateful and, and pleased with kind of what, what has transpired the last couple of years, as far as the combine goes. Yeah. Like they put, they really throw everybody in there and it's like, it really is. You have to like the whole concept of the combine is you have to play it well that day. That's what matters. Like, no. And, and they've been like, they have been very, very good about that. Yeah. Um, and that like, I think that's one of the biggest things about like why the process has been successful and like, just like, even from, from last year to the, I guess two years ago now to the to the year before, like the the drills you did were were better. Like the the process of how they did the drills was better. Like you know everything. Like like not just at the combine, but like everything outside of the combine. Like like how, what, how you knew how to like get exposure. Like where you knew there would be scouts. Like it, everything just keeps improving. So yeah, we definitely think in the right place. Yeah, that's great. And I think this sort of the podcast idea idea behind this is I just wanted you guys as members to be able to talk to future members about what you expect them to be working on, how they can improve their game. You know, you guys have seen them play. You've seen them play in the combine. You've seen them play out of the combine and, and sort of just your guys' experience of being able to give them advice on how to be on the future USA team. I mean, I think everyone thinks that they're, you know, there's probably – some members that will be on the same team and I'm sure there'll be some changeover, you know, who those people are, who knows, but um, it's not up to me. I don't decide, but you know, I thought yeah, it'd be same. fun to sort not of, up to us either. <laughs> exactly. um, so I th- I'm sure you guys are hoping that, you know, you guys are staying in shape and trying to get 
better and you know are hoping to be on the team as well you're not guaranteed to be on it just like anyone else oh yeah the last few months would normally be like prep for worlds so i kind of just kick back into gear so i'm i'm back into world shape from last year so i'm 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 ready to go um except I'm not throwing as much obviously but but body's body's good yeah i'm excited well excited is a weird statement but I, i'm excited to see how catchman plays with his new nose you know now they can oh yeah now finally he can breathe, can breathe. Huh? We'll see That's if that, a, <laughs> does that make it worse for everyone else. Right. No, it's, it, it's, it. so I like kind of similar to Nate, like I, I, something in my body like felt off. So I like, you know, I kicked like kick training and again, like a higher notch. And then I've actually built like a 30, like a, essentially like a 35 foot throwing cage in my backyard. Uh, so that I yeah, can sick. like, so I can keep, uh, like keep like stay up and keep throwing it. Cause it's, it, you don't necessarily like lose, the ability to throw, but those muscles, like you got, you got to keep them, keep them loose, keep them, keep them active. Cause they, uh, they get stuck after a while. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as someone who plays mostly 8.5, it's definitely interesting when you switch the phone and you play for a day and you're suddenly like, my arm doesn't work right. Which is clearly, I just don't have those muscles in my shoulder or I'm not throwing, you know, I'm throwing differently because I'm throwing an 8.5 versus throwing an 8. you know, foam ball that you realize something's not exactly right. So it, you know, Things do translate, but it, it is a different skill also. Yeah. I mean, the mechanics, like the mechanics of the way you plant and pivot is, and the release is quite a bit different. Like mm-hmm. foam, the foam throw is, is like you say, like people say the ball is lighter, so it, it, it's easier to throw, but it's, I, I'm so much more sore after like a good day of foam than I ever am April 5, because April 5 is so heavy that your mechanics have to be like spot on and the ball doesn't move. So you're never like, you're not doing curve balls, you're not doing these things mm-hmm. like, with with foam, there's so many different throws and grips that that tax different muscles of elbows and shoulders and, and bicep, triceps, like all these things. Where if you're not in good shape, they they ask you to throw for five days, right? Like that, those tournaments are five days. Like you, you your arm has to be ready to throw four or five days an hour at a time, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's it's serious. Like it's a different it's a different level. And and the new people that went to Worlds this year and and even the Shaggers, like it opened a lot of people's eyes that had never been there before. And they're like, Holy cow. Like I didn't realize it was like this. It's just, it's just different. Yeah. I think the only thing similar to, you know, like the elite players is probably is like the three days of nationals where you're playing, you know, five tournaments, but it's not the same, you know, it's not the same, but it's the only thing that's sort of similar. Yeah. Like even at the, even at the three days of nationals, like you, you think about it, like if you have a, if you have a fast two out of three, Mm-hmm. You know, if you have fast round Robin and like, for whatever reason, you don't throw that much, like you're on, you're on, you're done. Yeah. You go to the next game, you know, if you're out in playoffs, like where, you know, like it's you're 40 minutes and you keep, you have to keep going. So mm-hmm. there, like, there is no, like your arm doesn't get that recoup minus like what, like a two minute halftime. Like, yeah, you got you to throw for 20 minutes. And that is a part of, you know, why, like why the team is so deep is because it's, it, it really is taxing to do that. Like to do that 40 minutes and then do that again, do that again, do that again. And then on top of that, cool down because you can't like you're not staying throwing so you have to like essentially in between the games you have to completely cool down and then you have to prep yourself like early enough before the next game to completely get warm again so it's it's a it really is like a it really is a completely different ball literally completely different ball it's a marathon like you you throw for 40 minutes and then you have 40 minutes off or about an hour i guess before the next match so you you're done with 40 minutes, you're pumped up, you cool down. Mm-hmm. But then at halftime of the match that you're supposed to follow, you're up again, jogging, stretching, getting Trying the arm get the warm. Like it's going again. Yeah, like it's it's like up and down, up and down. So it's it's really interesting. Like elite, 
to its credit, like it's just kind of go, 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 yeah, right? Like game off here, game off there, but it's yeah, not the same. Yeah, but which is great. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love it, but it's just, it's different. Like, you don't really cool down at Elite. You cool down here, mm-hmm. which not, I'm not saying it's good. It's not good or bad. It just kind of, you just got to prepare just for it. Different, different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a different, I mean, it's the same sport. It's just different settings. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, in terms of uh, players, uh, that I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about the, the 40 players that went to the Combine last year, and then I'll, we'll add some other players. But I'm mostly focusing on, I was going to talk to talk about nobody who made the team. Um, so those people are off the list, and I was going to keep it mostly towards younger players. Um, and I don't think any of these players that I'm going to talk about are people that actually have made the team before. Um, so we'll just go down the list. Um, okay. So – these are like, we don't, we're not trying to offend or hurt anybody's feelings. Like these are just our opinions. So if we give a harsh opinion of you or your game, it is not an indictment of you. It's just our honest thoughts on kind of what you could improve on or whatever. Like, so, you know, if you get offended, I'm sorry, but you know, put that chip on your shoulder and work harder to, to, to prove us wrong. No, I think that's a really good way to say it is like, you guys are not one again, you're not in charge of who's, who's picking this. So it, in the sense, doesn't really make a difference, but you should take this as constructive criticism. These are people that are your peers. And if they are seeing things that you need to work on, you know, take that as something you can work on. And there, and like, there are a lot of things and a lot of players, like just in general, dodgeball and they don't exactly see eye to eye. And it's, mm-hmm. and if that doesn't mean anything else other than just like, there are different ways that we see the game. So like mm-hmm. it, it, in, in both respects, uh, we, we really just want to help give something that like people can work toward you know, like have a goal, like have something that people can, you know, like throw up a checklist and be like, can I do these things? Like, I know I have a shot, you know? So that's, that's really what we want to get. get yeah. Out of. I mean, we're on team USA. Like, like we want USA to win all the time. Like we're not trying out here to like make players worse. Like if we say something and it can make you better, like that's better for everybody involved. Like we, of course we want to win gold every year. Like that's the goal, right? It's interesting. I, I feel like we probably, as the United States, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, I haven't seen the other nations, but because we're such a large nation, we probably have the biggest pool of players that we could pick from, which is also sort of a negative in terms of you don't get to play together as much. And so like the combine and the little, you know, the, I know you guys met up together in, in Dallas for a weekend of practice. Those things are super important. And, you know, this is just another way of you guys sort of talking to other players about what they could improve on and more of a, you know, like everyone to sort of come together and, and work together as a team. Yeah. My little spiel of what I'm trying to do as a member in the society. Let's do it, baby. All right. So <laughs> let's just work down the list. So we'll start with Austin Morley, who is a, a member of, of Dynasty, um, a North player, young kid, you know, played pinch growing up. How does his game translate to, to foam? And, and how do you guys feel like he could improve to be a better foam player? And again, we're just talking about foam here. Uh, you know, I know that there's going to be a cloth team. I don't, you know, I don't know whether there's going to be two different teams, the same team. I know you guys have heard certain things. So we'll just talk in general about foam because that's what you guys are mostly passionate about. Amen. Can you want to start with Austin? Yeah. So uh, I'm, I have played with Austin in quite a few different, like, variations. Like, I played with him um, – at the combine specifically, I've played with him at in in other tournaments. Like I played with uh, Grand Rapids, actually in a foam tournament, mm-hmm. um, and that was the first time that I think that's the first time that I really saw Austin play foam. That's the first time I got like like I saw how how it would translate, and he moves and he moves really really well. 
in in foam. I think everything like a lot of a lot of the pinch movements, um, and I think that's just because of a lot of like the way they dodge and a lot of like the one-handed blocking they do. They and and because of how big the courts were, they do laterally move quite a bit. So and and you'll see that like in a lot of the way like some of them kind of like come up and like do like this like shuffle side to side like mm -hmm. so they they a lot of I've seen a lot of the players that have come from college have a lot of good lateral movement so that translate that translates really well it really like it, it it's just he doesn't play foam a lot so like it takes a little bit to get like that you got to get it takes a bit to get the throw dialed in but like once he once he gets it on like it's a good straight ball he moves well he and and he can pull off catches when he needs to. And where do you yeah. see him sort of playing on the court in terms of style? Yeah, so middle. A middle. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's I, – I think that every single person who, like, who wants to play on the USA team or trying to, trying to play on the team literally should just want to play middle. Like the, the corner – at any time there's only two corners, mm. like, on the court. And a lot of times, like, those are players who are just, like, either – like either they they're so good at what they do in the corner that like that that's why they're there like it's a part of the strategy like there is a reason but regardless of that reason you have to be able to play anywhere at any time mm -hmm. so like the there in if you look at the court there's four middle there's four middle spots and there's two there's two corners and i've as somebody who's played both i'm in at like at worlds i have so much more fun in the middle so like i i think austin should be in the middle a lot of because uh in pinch there's a lot of the balls snap back a lot so they're they're really good austin's uh and i've seen it a lot austin's really good at stopping balls coming back by and in foam even if you if you don't have a shagger or if the ball's like rolling around you got to be able to stop that and you got to be able to like press the offense or also bring back the offense and he understands how to do that so i think he would i think he would absolutely be a good middle player yeah i i, I agree with with the the assessment i think that kid has such upside um <clears throat> i told him that at the combine this year um, we, we had a talk and he's, he's like, I don't think I got it this year. And I was like, well, but he actually was like, I want it though. And I was like, that's what you need. Like kid is athletic, like super athletic, which is, which is something you, you, you don't really teach athletic. Like you, you kind of have it or you don't right now. You can, you can, you can grow it and, and, and feed it or whatever, but kids athletic, he throws hard, he moves well. He just needs to be more patient and, and, and maybe a little bit better decision-making Mm -hmm. um because with with kind of certain styles it's like throw one ball drop back throw one ball drop back and and with foam there's a cadence to it that you know you kind of have to play because the rules are different as far as countering goes and and counters are not free it resets the clock like there's certain like little caveats that that people need to understand but i think i think his upside is huge if he just kind of buckles down and 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 moves well and accuracy is king in foam like if he buckles that throw down he throws hard enough like get that get that locked in and he'll be all right like yeah, with, foam, definitely... with foam like a lot of uh, like uh, against against if it's like later in a tournament i will just automatically in most cases i'll just think i'm gonna drop because people's arms are tired out they can't put that ball lower and it's in like you'll notice it too in later on in tournaments like it just it just goes straight it just goes straight it just goes straight it just goes at that chest because like you need that you start tiring out in that extra grip that you have that gets that ball to go down. Yeah, you don't finish your throw. Isn't there anymore. So, like, yeah. it's, it's a lot of being able – like, it's when you're tired, 
you got to know how to like, you got to know how to win these games. And you also yep. still have to be, if you're, if at any point in the game, you got to be able to hit somebody at, in any position. Like it can't The championship be like, is always the last game of the tournament. It's always the last game of the tournament. If you're not ready for that and you're not in shape, you're going to play your worst when you need to be your best. <clears throat> and, and, and I think he's, I think he's definitely like, he, he definitely would be in shape for it. Like oh, for he, sure. He, for he, sure. Wouldn't tire, he wouldn't tire out. But it's, no, no, it's, he, it's, you just, it's getting, it's, it really is getting those foam reps and being able to consistently put that ball where you, where you need to. Mm-hmm. It's not even where you want to. It's literally where you need to. Cause in a lot of cases, like it's, yeah. Yeah. He definitely also has the, the correct, at least from my opinion, the correct body type of where foam dodgeball court is going. You know, yeah. we're mostly leaning towards what, like the, the sort of smaller, athletic body types. I mean, Ketchum is like the rarity in this, in terms of really big, you know, you're very athletic, but you know, it's just smaller targets are harder to hit. Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah, for sure. And, I mean, that's... and in foam, I feel like dodge is almost more key than almost anything. I mean, dodging and throwing, but it's dodging and throwing. Catching is, yeah. is really a, a third thing in foam. A distant, a distant third. Yeah. Now catches are huge and they, they can swing things, but you cannot rely on them or else you will you will not be successful. No, I feel like the USA foam team has sort of gone in terms of like the rise mentality of like stay alive and throw. I know you don't want to hear that, Nate, but you know, they go for catches so late and that's why they've gotten rid of some of those players in the years. But yeah, I feel like uh, we've kind of gone like a doom mentality. You know, I've been the captain, so we kind of went that way. <laughs> I'm good at doom. Yeah, rise, rise went for catch. Rise went for catches at the end because they literally couldn't do anything else. It wasn't because that was a strategy. I do have respect for Rise. Though. That's just that's just a rivalry thing. It's not a. No, any I get you. Disrespect. I get you. All right, let's move on to somebody who you guys are closer with. Uh, not that you're not close with Austin, but Brody seems to be one of your guys' really good friends. Um, what do you think Brody needs to work on to be able to be on the, the national foam team? <laughs> I'll start with this catch. Let me start with this one. <laughs> you can you can bring this one out. I Brody's one of my favorite players to watch play. He is he is he is such a unique unique talent. He catches well, throws well. He doesn't move as well in foam because he goes for every catch, which mm-hmm. which is his first thing he needs to stop. Um, which maybe he doesn't want to. So I'm not trying to tell him how to play. But like if you want to be that level, you you can't go for every catch. He's a big lanky guy. He's a lot. There's a lot of surface area to hit. And if he's open up every time, it's it's he's gonna get hit there a lot. Um, now, that being said, he doesn't make a lot of catches, but you can't rely on that. And his decision making in foam, it, it lacks. Um, and again, I have such limited like time with him. I played with him at the combine a little bit, um, and I he just kind of plays like pretty free will, which again, like in most styles, is fine. But if we're trying to go top level, be the best team in the world there's no, like every throw is accounted for a hundred percent of the time. Right. Like, and some counters on quick things, like it's just instincts and whatever, but like set throws can't be just random throws. And he kind of, he kind of just goes free gun in here and there. Um, but again, that's, that's, that's his style and that gets him a lot of outs. But uh, that's one thing that I was like, I was kind of, when I was on his team, I was like, you gotta, you gotta cut that. Shit. We gotta calm down, you know? And he would like smile at me and I love the kid. So I was like, all right. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <clears throat> Brody yeah. loves Brody loves eight point five. Like that's really at the end of the day, he loves eight point five. I think he he likes the he likes the bigger balls. He just likes he likes the balls that make a good sound. I'm just gonna say the exact same thing in his podcast. He said 
I like to make the people, I like to make the big sound. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, and, and Brody just has fun when he plays. So like, it's hard, it, it's hard to see sometimes that like, he really is serious. But like playing with like playing with him on Crisis now, like whenever whenever he or whenever you get like real serious with him and like tell like you know tell him like we gotta rein it in, he'll do it. But like but part of that problem is is that like like I, I think at the USA stage, like you need to know that everybody's already there and already in it like right out the gate. Like you don't want to ever have to like bring like be like all right, it's serious time now. You know what I mean? Well, you and, have one day. You have one yeah. day with the forty best players. Like it it can't. Like that, that disconnect can't be there. Like in, in elite sometimes, or like tournaments you have, like, you know, you have four or five top teams and then you have teams that you can kind of like, you know, mess around with a little bit. And, you know, again, no offense, but that's just how that works. Like in, in bracket play, the first two or three rounds are usually kind of like warm up games. And so you have that time to do that. When you have, when you have eight hours to prove you're one of the 12 best players in the country, like you don't have that, unfortunately you don't have that time. And it just can't, it can't be there. You gotta, you gotta be able to turn it on immediately when you step in that gym. And then, but like specifically with like Brody playing phone, his, he has, he can put, he can put the ball pretty much a lot of times where he wants to. Like he has a, he has a very good phone throw and it's, Agreed. it's hard and it's fast. And it, 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 it's also, he also has a very quick release with it too, just because of that. Like, and, and I think his, his ability to kind of swing it around up there and pump, which in foam a lot, you know, like you, you can't, it's, you have to not know it's throwing. Um, so it's it like that, his ability to do that would help him a lot. So he, he would, I think he'd absolutely be like a middle player type thing as well. Um, and, but yeah, I think it's just, he would, he would have to a hundred percent be in it. Like I would have to know like that it's his all like his whole heart that he just loves foam. He wants to play foam. He wants to be there. But I know, like in the if he was in, if he was in the moment, he absolutely would. I believe that. I, I again, I only had limited experience with him. And I've watched him like I've never watched him on like the biggest, biggest stage. So I, I don't really have like a leg to stand on there. Um, but I think his talent is his potential is through the roof, really. In terms of things for him to work on besides attitude, do you feel like lateral quickness, jumping, dodging? that kind of stuff he is on the level that he would need to be or he needs to get a little bit better in terms of that kind of stuff no 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 he needs to he needs to move that dude needs yeah. to move like he he's the only person i've seen run into a face shot like sprint dead into a face shot like one of the funniest videos i've ever seen in my whole life but he he'll like do like a flamingo thing where he'll pick up one leg or like kind of shift a little bit and i don't know if i've ever seen his feet leave the ground um and he probably does but again i have limited kind of kind of thing with him but he's such a tall person. Like he's around my height and he doesn't get as small as I do. And he, he has to, like, he needs mm -hmm. to, like he's, he's shorter than catch him and does not get as small as catch him. Like you, you have to get small. You have to make yourself the smallest target possible because every dodge you make gets us at least one ball to try to take out a target. Like every single dodge potentially is a ball on offense. Like, so it's that important. Like dodging is, is, in foam is so much more important than any other style because because of how limited catching is that you got to be dodged first you have to and even if you have a ball in your hands like you don't like in foam you don't see players like just corner up and block because you can't because the ball moves so much like you're dodging as you're blocking like dodging mm -hmm. is always the first move that needs to be made always so i think that basically sums up a lot of things that probably brody probably needs to work on to get better um let's move on to demonte
Demonte Cleveland, who is now in Arizona, so he's playing a lot more foam, I think, catch him. I know that Cactus is foam. Um, I'm not sure whether he played foam when he was in Ohio. How did you guys feel like he did at the, the combine, and what do you think he needs to work on? Um, I, I generally loved playing with him. Um, I think we only played like a couple random like shifts together on the early on thing. I don't think we, we weren't on the same like team at the end, but um, he is, he's one of the players that I genuinely like loved playing with. And he's like, uh, like an ideal teammate. Um, and I don't say that lightly, like dude, he listens every time, every single time he'll look over and he'll be like, because uh, what happens at the combine is, is you, you, the alpha will show up on the team, right? Like that's just kind of how it works. Like the team look for a leader. And if one, one leader will typically pop up on each team or two leaders or whatever. Right. So like, because it's, because it's me and I'm, I'm just louder than everybody. And, I, and I've been there. Like I typically like catch him. You two don't smile at me. You do the same thing. <laughs> so like, like I will, I will make my voice heard. And then, and then people kind of look and I'm like, and I'll, I'll generally get open the floor. I'm like, does anybody else think they like have a game plan? Like, and they're like, no. And they usually, they usually defer to like a catch him, a me events, like, a pie in like these dudes that have led for a while. Right. But DeMonte, like he, he doesn't, he is so calm all the time, all the time. He's just calm. He just kind of relaxed or whatever, but the calm, the calmness doesn't come off as lazy or, or uncaring. It's just a calm demeanor. And he, when it's a time to move, he moves when it's time to like make a big catch, he can make a big catch, but he gets out of the way and he catches like after he makes the move. So it's not like he's going for the catch necessarily right away, but like if he makes the move and the ball's there, he's going to bring it in. He hits his spots. He, he, his timing is good. And, and the thing with me, like the biggest thing that I look for is decision-making and, and calm and patience. And, and cause that will win out like talent is great. But if, if talent throws you six balls every time talent will lose, like if they don't have the calmer patience or listen to like the game plan, they'll lose. And so DeMonte, like, again, limited like spectrum of, of, of what I've seen from him, but everything I've seen, like, like I could mold that kid into, into, into one of the best players in the country, I think. Um, and you know, just cause I love, like, he's, he's just a, a player that you want to coach that you want to lead. <clears throat> Catcher. Yeah, no, uh, literally all this, all the same exact things. And I played, uh, I played with him a couple times, um, at the, in the combine as well. And like, it didn't like, did not matter the situation. Like you whatever and, and just in games that I watched him like it, a lot of times he's one of the last people in and be, a lot of mostly because he makes smart decisions throughout the game and he's not putting himself in risky positions and then uh and he like he's always so calm doesn't matter how many balls there are like he keeps his like one of the things about and like people are gonna hate for saying this but like most of the most of the catchers that everybody says are like like thinks are the best catchers are reach all the time like, and that's, like, that's why those catches happen. And, but, like, with Devon, he just, like, keep the hands, like, he keeps the hands in. Keeps the hands um, in the car at all times. The hands are in the car at all times. It's the, the, the one thing that, like, in sometimes I don't know if I saw was, like, I didn't see that kill switch go on. Like, I didn't, like, in, in times where, like, he made it, he made an excellent dodge, had them out of position. He kind of, like, held back and, you know, like, was like I'm gonna let them reset like I'll kind of go up I'll get my one throw but like in in those situations like in most of the times it's like one or two one or three you like you have to take advantage of that you gotta pop up you gotta throw one like you gotta you gotta let one you gotta let one rip right there like you gotta keep them honest you gotta keep them on their toes and so like I think 
And, but I don't know if that's a, not a confidence in his throw or what it necessarily is, but like, I, I know that he wants it. And I know he's putting in work for it because he's, he's come over here a couple of times with me and practiced throwing with me and like, and been like, you know, like ask me questions, like, what do you do with this? And like, we literally like have set up targets and like, so that, so that like all these things that we've got that kind of came up at the combine, like you, one of the big things too, and that like, if I, I don't know, I don't have the, the numbers in front of me, but they set up a target and you get points based off where you hit the target. And the, it's like, it's five for like a foot shot. So like five for low, five for the head. Like I forget, I forget where the other ones are, but the thing you'll notice about pretty every, everybody on the team was 10 or higher. Um, like, like, so the, like, so it was, it was really important to like hit those, like hitting the targets and like, and like being able to uh, show like uh, at that given moment that you could hit targets. So like, it mattered how many times you hit it, if you're accurate, like, so it, just that's a big thing too. That, that like I, everybody should feel confident to be able to hit that five point five times every like any any time somebody tells you. To be fair, I blew that drill. I kept hitting like <laughs> because how like how Malaysia moves, they drop like if their legs are like this, they if their legs are split, they drop middle. So I kept hitting between the legs, and I'm like, well, that should be five. That's a shot. And they're like, well, it didn't hit the feet. I'm like, the feet wouldn't still be there. And I was like yelling at the dudes running the drills, and I think I got really bad on that score. However, what I will say, that's a good, really good point, Ketchum. I think <clears throat> now that you, when you said that, I was like, oh, you're right. So, like, he does lack, like, a killer instinct. Like, when it's time to, like, put your foot on the throat and drive that home, he might be a little too calm for that. So you have to have that confidence, right? Like, if you're going to be one of the 12 best players in the country, right, and let's say your team wins the gold, so then you're one of the 12 best players in the world. So, like, think, wrap your head around that. Like, you have to know – you have to know you are one of the best. Like, you have to, or else you've already lost. Like, if you walk on that court and you're like, oh, I don't know, oh, wishy-washy, then you're going to lose because the, the Malaysian team or Canadian team or Australian team across from you, they know they're the best in their country, and they know if they beat you from Team USA, they know that they are the best in the world. So you, you have to know that, and you have to have that killer instinct. If you see a shot, you take a shot, and you have to hit that shot, or else someone, one of the other six guys that's not playing will step in and take that spot. Yeah, and, and on top and on top of that, like because of the because of how quick the game can change foam and kind of in the way that just ball like the way that the ball control works, like you don't know when you'll get another opportunity like that. Yeah. Like, you have to you have to take every opportunity that you see. And like a lot of times some people be like, Why they throw that? Like, oh they're like zombie balls and it's like it, it's generally like, All right, I was a little bit off, but like I had to try something. Like I had to it, it's you gotta you gotta make them you gotta make them as afraid you know like what's well, playing chess like people are like oh why'd you dump that ball it's like no 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 that's not like us dumping a ball it's us moving a piece to to try to get a counter move to for our next move like it's not like the throws that you see like again if the clock's low because of the the silly rule of like the count starts after the throw like that makes the shaggers job so important which is so dumb it's so dumb the sh the, the, the game should not rely on shaggers i'm sorry that's not it should not do that however <clears throat> if it's like three, two, then okay. That's one thing because the clock worked against us. But for the most part, like even like you see Malaysians, Australians, like taking back, back lane shots here and there. And that's not because they didn't care or because it wasn't like it, it's to set up two moves ahead. Like it's to set these things up because one game can swing everything. One throw can, can change an entire match. Like, yeah. Anyways. So Demonte probably needs to work a little bit on realizing how 
talented a player he is. On how good he is. Like, he, yeah. he's good. The kid is good. And, and yeah. being, it's amazing how many humble. times I, it's amazing like, how many times I meet players where I'm like, do you not realize, like, how good you are? And yeah. I, sometimes I just don't think they realize it. Yeah. It took Eli one, one great tournament at Worlds to realize how good he was, and then he came into the combine the next year, and he was so cocky. It was, it was incredible. <laughs> I loved it so much. Like, he was so quiet at 2018, and he's, like, just this like, little meek little guy, and I'm like, yo, bro. And I'm like, I took him under my wing, and I was like, when you do this, and pumping him up, whatever, catch him, you own it, where he's great. Come 2019, dude, oh is, dude is flexing on people at the combine, and he's like, oh, and he's like, he's like, bro, I put on muscle. He's like, flexing on me. And he was like, he, again, he was really humble at the tournament, but he was like in the huddles, like he was like super confident, which is, but you have to have that. You have to, like, if you're going up against Malaysia's best player, Canada's best player, and it's one-on-one, your team needs you to win that. If you're not confident that you're going to win that, you're going to lose. And your team is going to lose that game, which could determine the entire match. Like, you have to know. If you're going one-on-one with someone, you, you know you're better than there. I don't care who I go up against. Like, I'm like, I'm better than this person, even if I'm not. I, I, I believe that I am because I, I have to beat them for my team. I think that's a really good point. And I, I think confidence is, is huge, especially in dodgeball. Um, so moving on uh, to uh, another young kid who I can't pronounce his name often, but I now know how to say his name. His name is Gage uh, out of Arizona as well. Um, I know he's mostly a foam player as well. So, you know, he's used to throwing foam balls. How do you guys, what do you guys feel like he needs to work on? in terms of to get better, to be on the team? Okay, you want to start this one? Yeah, so, because I see him, I see him play a lot, and I see him, uh, and it's, like, he's, he's so talented, and he has, he has so much potential, but he's, like, parts of him have, like, picked off, like, my bad traits, Isidro's bad traits, and Dylan's bad traits. Oh, from, like, that we That we do in, like, that we do in open gyms. And, like, so it's, like, it's crazy because, like, there's there's games where, like, he'll just, like, we'll watch him, like, like I've, I've watched him just, like, take, just wipe teams and just, like, like literally, like, drop, like, catch somebody, like, throw, like, drop, like, like literally, like, things that every single one of us do. But then when he tries that against, like, at, at like, a higher level, it doesn't necessarily work. And, like, people are, like, okay, like, I know, I, I see that. Like, so it's his, I think, I just think it's, it's a bit of, like, knowing – like where you are playing, like like that level, and like in in like knowing that like some of that stuff's fun, and like some of like, but you really gotta like rein it, like rein it in, and like it's like at that level, if you make a mistake, like you get out, like mm-hmm. like there, like here's like this is I think this is like the biggest thing, and like or like at, so at Worlds in the finals, we literally had a like our plan was don't go up and throw it thirty feet because they're gonna counter us, and like and we literally said that. We literally said it, and I got and, – and what happens is I go up, I, I throw, I throw, and I get countered. I get hit right away. And, like, and I and, – and, and I'm, like, oh, I look where I was, and I was, like, Sh-. Like, it's just – it's, like, it's, like, knowing where you are, sticking that game plan, like, being in that moment all the time. Like, and – but because I kind of – for a second there, like, I got in, and I was, like, I'm just going to go throw. Like, I was, like, I'm in the game. Like, this is where I play. But, like, it's, it's being in that moment and in that spot. Do you think yeah. he's just played a little too much, like, rec ball and played with people that are not – you know, he hasn't played enough with upper level talent to sort of weed out some of that stuff. And he's played like, oh, for a little sure. too much like cactus or a little too much whatever and got yeah, used well, to playing sort of lower level talent. Yeah, for sure. But and you can see it though, but you can see that in a lot of players. Like mm-hmm. 
that's 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 and again that's not a like that's not an uncommon thing because it's not it's not necessarily a lower level talent it's just like it's just a more it's it's just a social atmosphere it's just like fun dodgeball it's just like go mess around like like try the try all the crazy stuff that you like don't normally do Mm -hmm. well yeah it's not like an insult of talent but it's like it definitely is like a rec league like there's not like you don't look across the court and see Mikey Ketchum and Eli like it is definitely lower talent like and not that's not an insult it's just like if you go to a rec league basketball game it's going to be lower talent than if you go to the G League or the NBA like it's just kind of how that works but I think like what people need to understand is like like you can be a star in in rec league and be crushing people and, and again like that's I, I love rec league and I'm so grateful for rec league and I think it's so much fun but there like we have to understand as like there, there's a distinction between rec league and worlds. Like it's just a different level, right? Like, and different sports. again, yeah, it is. I will play, I will play rec league until I'm way older than I'm playing worlds for sure. Mm-hmm. And I love rec league, but if we're trying to talk about like being the best in the world, right? Like that's just, it, it has to be a different level. And we have to understand that we have to understand it's a different level. So when you look across the court and you see like, you know, a rec league team, right. And there's maybe a catch him a Dylan over there, you know, but then you have to play it differently than if you see a Ketchum, a Dylan, a Mikey, and a Cedro, a Jeff Giabinko. Like, you have to play it differently. You, can't, you mm-hmm. can't play it the same way or else you're going to lose. And so that's what, like, the, the athlete's mindset comes into play and, like, the, the, the killer instinct comes into play. Like, I play my best against the best players. Like, I think you have to. Like, I tend to play down to, like, like – Competition. Yeah, exactly. Because you yeah. you look and you're like, oh, okay, this should be easy, and then I get goof around. Yeah. By, yes, and then I but I look across and catch him, and I never one time will ever be like, oh god, and like again, I'm always confident going against catch him, and he's always confident going against me. But he's not going to ever take me lightly because he knows that if he does, I'll beat him, and I know the exact same thing. If I take catch him lightly, he will whoop my, ass, and I know that. So and I don't want to lose to catch him. I don't want to see a smile on his face. Like that's awful. Mm-hmm. So I will, I will never go lightly and I will give it my everything. I don't care what the stakes are. I'll give my everything. But we have to like, you, if you want to make Team USA, and again, this is purely for making Team USA and being the 12, one of the 12 best in the country, you have, to, you have to have that next level of go. Like, right? Like you have to just, you have to be able to turn it on or else players that can will pass you. Like Elijah like played competitive for a couple of years. Kid was 17, but he knew – and Mikey too. Like there was a switch in their head where they went, I can turn this on and like lock in. And they're these young kids that you're like, holy cow, like you already are five or six years ahead of your curve because you know when it's time to lock in that you will not make a mistake. And you talk to these kids and like they can they can like just be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. and you're like, okay, like is he like smart? Is he like smart? Because they like, we all say that, but like when you hear Mikey and Elijah in a huddle talking about dodgeball, you listen because they are smart. And they know what it takes to win that game. And that's what everybody needs. You need to have 12 players that have, have been the best player on every team they've been on, right? Because you're looking at 12 best players in the country. So it should be the best player on every team, right? Like that's just kind of how that has to work out. You know, Team USA basketball is, is LeBron, Kevin Durant. Like these dudes, they're all on different teams, but they're the best player on their team. And they're making the best team that we possibly can in our country. Exactly. So, in just sort of going back into gauge, I guess recognizing who he's playing against and staying focused and trying to weed out some of his bad habit habits. But again, he's definitely got the advantage of the body type and the play style that 
I think future USA team is sort of going towards in terms of foam. Yeah. Um, and has that advantage for him, you know, like, you know. And it's like, it's like not even the bad habits. It's like the bad habits that you can get away with because you're good enough. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so it's just, it's it, like, it, it's, so it is really fun to watch him do it, but. Yeah. yeah. Like you won't, you won't get punished on a certain level until you get to that level and then you will get punished every time. Yep. Gage reminds me of like, he, he kind of reminds me of Dylan a little bit as far as like play style body type a little bit where mm-hmm. they're both athletic. They're both similar size. I think they both throw hard the ball, both moves. They both can catch well, but what Dylan has that Gage doesn't. And there's, there's the experience factor that Dylan has. Obviously it's really helpful, but Dylan is, he, I've never seen Dylan really make a mistake that costs his team because he is so locked in and he, when, when it's set, he'll, he'll, he doesn't look, he just listens to the exact call and he will do that exact call 100% of the time. And if it doesn't involve him, it doesn't involve him. But when he's on, he's like, I'm, I'm on. And he'll, he won't like ask for the ball. He won't, but he's like, he's like, yo, I'm on. And it's like, okay, here you go. And, and that's, that's kind of what it takes. And, and that's the next step. Right. I think that's a really good example for Dylan. Like in worlds, you know, someone who wanted maybe a bigger role, maybe wouldn't have played the way he did, where you guys gave him that opening rush. You're going to take the ball. You're going to throw. There's a high likelihood you might get hit as well. It may be mm-hmm. a trade, but this is what we need for you to do in this match for us to get ahead. You know, some players might not want to do that. And, you know, Dylan clearly seemed to be able to say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to throw. I'm going to try to dodge that ball. But, you know, there's enough possibility I'm going to get out. He never questioned that. I go, yeah. well, like, because we, we talked and pulled him aside. I'm like, yo, like, you're going to do the rush. You're going to get the pitch back. You're going to get hit most of the time, probably. But if you hit, and it was Australia was the one that really stuck out. I'm like, if you hit Des, their best player, we will win. I promise you that. Just promise me that you'll commit to that throw. If he hits you and you don't hit him, but you commit, we'll take that. That's fine. But commit to that throw. You might only play 10 seconds in the entire semifinal match, but those 10 seconds will be the biggest of the match because it will either make us five on six or five on five with their best player out. Like yeah. we have to have that advantage. And he was like in done. And he was so happy to do it. And it's, but that's what it takes. Like, and even people that don't play like you, like all 12 players are so vital to the team that regardless of like ball in hand time or throw count or whatever, like it doesn't matter. The gold medal goes on everybody's neck. Like, <laughs> or, or like we don't get the gold medal together and it's because we didn't commit. Mm-hmm. And, and and what do you want? What would you rather have? A gold medal or like being really good at the tournament and not winning? Probably a gold medal. Yeah, it feels way better. Yeah. <laughs> I've been on both sides of it. It feels way better. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll move on. Um, Jake Abair, who's another really talented player from the South, plays for the Outsiders. Wait, what's um, what's the last name? I'm pretty sure his last name is pronounced Abair. Is it that, like, he, well, but I call, is it Hebert or Herbert? Yeah. It's okay, okay, spelled okay. Herbert, but I'm pretty pronounced. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Abair. I think it's like one of those uh, Creole or Louisiana French. things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just wanted to know. Who I, could be, I also could be totally to wrong. Yeah, I could no, be no, pronouncing no. his I, name totally wrong this whole time too. I just He's wanted to know bad. who I'm talking about. I, I know who he is. I know who he is. We good. Gotcha. Um, okay, I'll start with this one. So he was he was fast. one of my favorite. Would you say? He's fast. So fast. But he also, like, he, he was one of my favorite players at the Combine. I actually messaged him privately uh, post-Combine, and I just told him. I was like, yo, like, I loved how you played. You know, I was, I was rooting for him to make it, to be honest. And, it, I, again, I had no idea who was making it, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm going to make it. But, like, I – you were – because he was so 
he's fast. He he plays a great corner, but also like if you're at, if he's asked to play off corner, he plays great. He's patient. He's calm. He pump fakes. He blocks well. He throws hard. He hits his spots. He is just. I loved playing with him, and I I think the world of that kid. Like he he his decision making is spot on. He doesn't make mistakes. If if someone's open, he'll hit that target, and he'll get a second ball, or he'll give a ball up, or, or he just is. He is so good. Um, he could get a say, little bit louder. I was gonna say he's what? probably one of the only people on the list the people we're talking about that could compete for a corner. I, well, you know, like Catch Me at the beginning said, most people are probably competing for middles. I think he's probably one of the only players on this list that can press. He can get behind the ball. He can dodge. He can throw. He can actually be one of the people who could could be competing for corner, you know, in a future USA team. I, I agree with that completely. Like I, like when we played our, cause he was on my like mixed team, uh, mm-hmm. like for the, like the full, like we competed against three full matches. And it was like me, Isidro, Jeff Geo, like Matt Levine. And, and I got, I keep calling him Herbert. I'm going to keep saying that. I'm sorry if it's wrong. It, it um, may be Herbert. I, I could be wrong. No, I, I've never heard it pronounced. I just mispronounced it once and went with it. Um, but he played corner the whole time. He was, he was, I loved playing next to him because he was so, he just matched me wherever I went. I'm like, stay with me, match me. He's like, okay. And we just did it and we beat everybody real bad. And he was so, such good decision-making. The only thing that I'll say negative, and it's not even like that negative. It's just kind of like something he can work on pretty easily. It's just, he just needs to be a little bit louder Mm -hmm. for how good he is, for how good he is. He's just kind of quiet. And if you're going to be that good and, and you have that much potential, you need to take a little bit more of like a, a central role. And again, like it, I was, I was the one dictating everything. So like, I understand why he didn't do it with me because I tend to yell over everybody, it's, you know, bittersweet, I guess. But like, so I understood that, but like, if he wants to throw, he would never tell me he wanted to throw. And, and if you're a player that is hitting people and you're, and you're, and you're feeling it, you need to speak up and be like, I need this throw. I want this throw. Give me this one. And, so he just a little bit more confidence and, and, and trust in how good he is because he is so good. I think that, you know, that's also comes from that outsider team where they have Joe and Vaughn who are sort of the leaders of that team and older members of the team. And then they have the younger kids and sort of everyone mm-hmm. sort of listens to it. But, you know, that's just sort of where they come from. And I of think course, as, yeah. as these, you know, like Eli and Mikey and, and Kim and, and uh, Jake, as they get older, they're going to be the leaders of that team and start being more vocal voices. Um, and as they get older, they'll be better at better leaders in terms of. They need to do that now. Yeah. Take no, that just, over now. Get I going. agree. I agree. And yeah, like, so Jake too, like, like think he, he also, he's also just like a good team, a teammate. You can like, and you can tell just in that short period, like, like there at the combat with him, just, just his ability to like push. So like, so I was super happy at, that I had lost a bunch of weight and that I was super fast now. And that like, and, and at one point I was at the top of the rush. Super faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Comparatively okay, super fast. Right. Yeah. Right. I was, I was, I was, yeah, I was getting Pull to, those I was, numbers, bro. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm uh, way ahead of you, Nate. Oh, so I don't think I was, that's true at all. So I was, okay. I was super at the, fast. Man. Keep going. Keep going. So Sorry. I, at, I didn't interrupt. <laughs> so I was at the top of the list and then Jake, Jake, like, Jake's going up and he's like, I'm going to beat you. Looks like, just looks at me dead in the eyes and I'm going to beat you. Runs it, beats me, and then just looks at me and smiles and like walks. I'm just like, and like, so and just, but just like, so just, just that ability, like, 
like that 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 because that's just true competitive nature like that was yeah. like he just looks straight at me he's like i'm gonna beat it like it but like you so if he could do that with a rush like do that like kind of what Nate was saying do that with a throw like mm -hmm. like like on the court like look just look yeah. at me and say like i'm gonna hit that like i'm gonna hit that shot like you because that's that's what you have to be able to do a killer agree that's just ability just to be like i'm the best player here and i'm gonna take this game over i think yeah. i think oh sorry i think I it's better to air oh god hold on let me get this out let me get this out hold on and then you go i think it's better to do what he's doing than to go way the other way by the way so i think it's better to air on the side of like caution as far as decision making and not just like trying to be like i'm the best blah, 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 <laughs> because that'll get you in trouble however you need to find that line of like if i'm on and i'm feeling it i need a shot right so like if you watch it like worlds like if like I have Ketchum who throws way harder than me, has a better throw than me. I have a Cedro who throws better than me, harder than me. Mike, like everybody next to me has better throws, throws harder than me. But if I hit a target and I feel good, I'm going to take another throw and they're all going to go, okay. And I'm going to take another throw. If I hit another, and, and if Ketchum hits two or three people, keep going, keep going. Right. Like, so, so you have to have that level of like confidence, but not like confidence so high that it, it, it can guide you into like a heat check or a mistake or throwing a catch at the end of a game where, Yo, we have three balls. Like, or if we had four balls, we could throw two right there. But you wanted to like do that thing that like makes you like feel good. Like, so just him, just turn it up just a couple notches to like, yo, if you're feeling on, just say it. Like, just and that's the point. That's the whole point of like decision making is like you tell your team you want another throw. You don't just throw another ball. You tell your team you want another throw. It's like, yo, give me one more. I'm hot. I'm feeling it. Okay. Just so we know, as long as we know who's throwing, we can protect you. We can back up. We can still play our game plan. Because on like on the surface, like like it it looks like everybody can throw a phone, you know, like like everybody can throw a phone, like throw this guy throws bad, or like you know this throw looks good, like whatever. But like at the in a lot of times that's kind of like a twenty foot court, twenty five foot court, and then it gets to a thirty foot thirty foot court. It's a different story, and then like it's it it comes down to like you you have to show that you can hit those shots and every throw counts. And so like, whenever you're called like that, you have to make that throw. Like it's the last throw of like the game. Cause you like, kind of like we said, like it, you don't know when you're playing against the best, like across the world, like if you make a mis like if you make a mistake and you miss a shot, they're going to come and hit you. Like and mm -hmm. they're going to run right at you. And it's like a lot of times, like it's, it's that you have that one. If you miss, you lose. Like that's, it comes down to that. No, it's you have to you have to show and you have to know and you have to be able to hit the sh like hit the targets when you need to. And points. it's not even like a standstill target. You got to think about what you're throwing at. You're throwing at a, a at a potentially Malaysian kid that's five six that can can fit can get into a ball that's smaller than your carry on that moves better than you and you're getting pump faked by three different places and you have to hit that spot, right? Like it's not like a spot where you're just warming up hitting the same spot on the wall. You're hitting a spot that is as big as a basketball moving laterally while you're getting thrown at by two other people. Like that's the spot you have to hit. Right. Like, so I think that's what, where kind of like disconnects can come in. Like it's not just a straight throw. Like if you watch, it's never a straight throw. It's a throw when you know a ball's coming. So you're throwing off your back foot and you have to be able to react to keep yourself in the game with your corners protecting or being thrown at as well. It's just a lot happening. So yeah. I think the other thing that Jake would fit really well in terms of the team is, uh, like you guys have said, a really good dude. You know, I think he's one of those people that would be okay coming off the bench. You know, not every person is willing to be a role player. You know, like there are mm -hmm. only six members that play on this team at a given time and you need people that are willing to support and be part of the team. And I think 
Jake, who I've talked to a lot of in nationals, and I think, like you guys said, is one of the nicest guys I've met in dodgeball. I think he would be a really good member in terms of a team member. Um, I agree. Agree. Um, it also moves. I mean, to be honest, everybody we've talked about is actually a really good team member. So it's it's hard to say that no one else would be, but. This moves on to Jerry Bizzle, who's probably actually the nicest guy in dodgeball. I mean, the guy who literally <laughs> sends Christmas cards to anyone who asks for them. Send me a it's card. Crazy. It's crazy. What a sweetheart. I know. Uh, so Bizzle, what what do you guys feel like he needs to work on to be able to be on this team? Catch you want to start? Yeah. So I I personally like I thought after playing with him at the combine after. Uh, like seeing him out there, like personally, I thought he was gonna make it. I thought he was like a shoe in. Like I love, like I love every minute playing with him and consistently like going on through tournaments. And I think a lot of that is is because not only is he such a good player, but he's such a good teammate. And he and he understands like he. I've I've seen him. I've seen him step up. I've seen him be a leader when he needs to. I've seen him like I've seen him you know step that side and be like I can do this. Like I've and I, and I've seen him in um, like kind of like what we were talking about, like with, with Dylan, like, Hey, you got to do this. This is going to win us that game. Like specifically in, in, in the combine, we were working together as a team and we were, we figured out, like, I was like, I'm going to throw and everybody's going to run at me. Like, I was like, no doubt. And I told him, I was like, I was like, you just, just, just run straight at them. Right. Right after he trusted me full way through ran, like it came up, we turned that into like a one, three trade. And so it's just like, it's, he just trusted me there to like, not only not let him down, but, you know, like that as a teammate that I was making the right call in that moment. So it's like that, that ability and that ability to have such a positive impact on a team, I think is, is a really unique thing he has. Yeah. I, I mean, that, like you said, the trust is huge. Like you, you, like the, the, the committee picks the captain, right? The committee kind of picks the captain and coaches, right? So like, hands are tied as far as that goes. So you have to kind of buy in and there has to be like a, obviously like a, like a, you know, like a, a team kind of mentality and everybody, you know, you want to have like a, a like a team discussion as far as game plan, all that stuff goes, but there has to be a level of trust where if a catcher tells you to do something, that's like, yo, just trust me on this. Like it might sound interesting or, or you might feel exposed, but I promise it'll work or, or like Brett or Lucas or myself, like call a play where it's like, Oh, this sounds kind of odd just trust it, trust it, it'll work. Like at our combine this year, like we had growing pains early on for like, or not combine, sorry, our, our training camp. We had growing pains early on because there was a, there was, it was some, a lot of stuff was new and it was like, okay, well, I don't know if it's going to work. It's a lot this, this, just trust, 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 trust. And everybody bought in and trusted and it obviously was great. So with, with uh, Bizzle, the only thing like I, I, he's such a good dude and he's such a great teammate and he's super athletic, which he's crazy athletic, which is, he has a shoe up on everybody catches well, throws well, moves well, right. Moves, moves better than most people I've seen move. Mm -hmm. The only thing with him is I didn't play with him at the combine and from watching the combine when I wasn't playing, he did not stand out. So, so good or bad, he didn't stand out, right. You obviously don't want to stand out being bad, but you need to stand out being good. Now stand out, not like trying to take the reins and be like, Oh, I'm the best, but like, Middle players can also stand out by doing their job and hitting their spots when they're asked and doing exactly what their team needs to, to, to win. He just didn't stand out to me. And I saw him make a couple big plays. And I was like, oh, sick. Like, he's super good. But he, like, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't notice him enough. Like, he didn't, 
he, he didn't strike me as one of the 12 best players in the gym. Yeah. And when Ketchum's like, oh, he, he, he should make it. He was Ketchum. I, I literally, I literally like, like that day I had said like how much like I enjoyed playing with him and like, like the stuff he was doing. Like, yeah. like, the, I, like there was one time I remembered like that he just, he just, just slid across, like did something really smart. Like I was going to be okay, but he just did something really smart, slid across, like blocked the ball coming at me to like, and just completely changed it again. Like it's, he has such a good sense for like what's going on in the game. And so like, to me, so like, I, but I don't think that stands out like as a play, like to me, that to me, that stands out more than anything. Like I, like I knew the situation I was in and I knew the situation he got me out of, but like on the outside, I don't think, you know, you can't necessarily see that. Like there's a lot of that that happens in teams and like, it just like during games, people don't realize like how much this one player, this one person impacted the rest of that game or the rest of like the series. Oh, and for it, sure. And it, but it's like, but they don't necessarily like, blatantly stand out to everybody else no it's not even that like it, it wasn't like like my favorite play from you at worlds was was when you skirted 20 feet across the court to protect mikey when mikey was falling back when you blocked the ball out of bounds like that was my favorite play from you at worlds i go that's the smartest play i've ever seen him make ever because you you saw mikey exposed and you saw people crashing and you ran cross body cross court and snacked one out of bounds to keep mikey in the game it wasn't a hard throw. It wasn't a great catch. It wasn't like a huge game-changing thing. That was the smartest play I've ever seen you make. So that that would stand out to me. That's not what I like. And I didn't see him make that play or else I would have noticed that. But like, right, right. if someone is so like, like you can be passive in the middle, but you can also be too passive in the middle, right? Like, or too stagnant or, or, or just kind of like, not like if you watch Dylan or Isidro in the middle, like they're always active. They're always active. When it's their time to, to, to take a shot or make a play, they make you notice that play, right? Like you notice that they're making that play. With with Bizzle, like I wanted to 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 notice and I didn't. And maybe I didn't pay enough attention, which I definitely will now. But, but talent is there for sure. Like he's he's absolutely talented enough to make a team. I and I and he's a good enough player and a good enough dude. Um but again, we're talking like trying to be the top twelve out of forty. Something special has to happen for for, for that to happen, you know. It's interesting because, you know, it, it sounds like as, you know, Ketchum says, if you watch the entire game, he did all the little things that made it so they would win. But if you don't watch the games, you sort of, there's no eye-popping plays that sort of popped out that you sort of seen to sort of make him stand out. And it's like, it's a hard line because yeah. he's, making all prefer- the right, he's making all the right plays for someone who's on the court. But, you know, as the combine people that are choosing, they may miss some of those plays because they're not watching yeah. That game specifically now, I the would, entire time. I would Go prefer Ketchum. I would prefer Ketchum's way. Like I prefer that. I prefer what Ketchum said. Like I would choose that player over the player that I'm, that I'm not noticing, quote unquote, mm-hmm. than anybody else. Like I would for sure put that player on the team. But I didn't. I didn't watch enough. So like my my view is is definitely not as 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 impactful or as deep as Ketchum's view because Ketchum played with him. I I just saw very few snippets of it, mm-hmm. and that's all I can kind of go off. So it's no disrespect to, to Bizzle. I think he's great, but. I, if, like, if I was on a team with a dude that did what Ketchum is saying, I would want them on every team I've ever played on. It, maybe it's something that, you know, the, I mean, I'm not sure maybe they do this or not, but maybe the combine should factor in, you know, the players should, you know, maybe anonymously be able to put in who they think really stood no. out. No? No, no. no that, would be, that would be a nightmare. No. Because Ketchum yeah. Ketchum's name wouldn't be on the list, and neither would mine. Um, um, <laughs> no, but, like, for, like, I'm, so. I'm half kidding. The, like, for real, like, the, the thing, the nicest thing about Worlds and, and about this is, like, is, is the fact that 
we're players. Like, like we are, we're picked to make this team. And you're not we far. Picked, yeah. We're picked by these coaches and mm-hmm. these coaches have been, you know, these coaches have been appointed by like, by the organization. So like, at, like we, the, what the coach, and, and I mean, it's, it's been proven successful, like with, like how from last year this year like we like we went from silver to gold on the men's side like it's it's improving it's you know as as everything else is improving with the usa organization as well so like it's it's we we can say like who we like as players but like there's it's at the end of the day like it's the team that they see and like for and for whatever whatever reason like you know that was just that was it so what i will say though about standing out um to to the point because i think i think the the scouts and and i think they've done great and i think the team selection has been great i i i genuinely do i think the the only caveat with like doing the right plays on a team and not standing out is if you look at the 12 players that were on the team they are the best player on their individual teams every time they play so you have ketchum who plays corner almost all the time you have dylan who plays corner almost all the time. You have a Cedro who plays corner almost all the time on their individual teams. They are the best player on their individual teams and they stand out like crazy. But on the world's team, they shift to middle because the best players, they, for, for what the matchups need and what our team needs, they needed to play middle. So you, you have to stand out to a certain extent because you have to be one of the 12 best players. Like you, the, the reason people slot into role players at worlds is because, because everybody at worlds is a role player. Like I, I was a role player and I was, my role was playing the corner. Like that's my role. Like, because you're a corner doesn't mean you're not a role player. Your, your role is the corner. Your role is protecting your arms. Your, your role is blocking balls, drawing throws, trying to get easy counters. So your throwers can play every, every position is a role, but you have to stand out enough and be that good at what you do to even be considered. And, and that's kind of where that comes in, right? Like you have to stand out. Like a Cedro is the best player on the floor every time he steps on the floor. But if, if someone is better in corner, then it's, just going to slide over and he's going to be the best five or the best four that, that is on the court. Catch him too. Like catch him. will play corner on almost every team he's on, but he knows that like, if I'm playing corner, like he's protected if he just kind of slides and, and we kind of work together. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean that the corner is a more important position. It's not, it's just a different role. It's one of six. That's it. It's just one of six. So you have to stand out to a certain extent because you have to be able to play all six positions. Like Ketchum said earlier, you have to. <clears throat> so Bizzle maybe doesn't need to do much more. He just needs to get seen a little bit more. Yeah. He just like, and again, like I'm not trying to tell him to change his game, but no, no, no. but he has to, he has to show that he's one of the best 12 in the gym. Like that's mm-hmm. just kind of, that's how that works. Like you just have to. All right. Let's move on. Uh, another member of Outsiders, um, Kim Wynn, um, who's from Florida but plays with Outsiders in, in Texas. Another super athletic young player, started in UDC, used to no-sing balls, moves into foam balls. Uh, how did you guys feel like he played? Um, I, I think his upside is one of the best out there, to be honest. Um, he is so athletic and so calm and patient, and his throw is – his foam throw is one of my favorite foam throws. I think it's pretty incredible. Um, and I could be wrong. I've, I've only seen it like at the combine a handful of times, but it's pretty good. His accuracy is not quite there yet. I think he needs to kind of dial it in a little bit. Um, it comes with playing foam a lot more as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just dial the accuracy in. Don't go for as many catches. He reaches a lot. 
he'll reach a lot. He'll be on his knees and he'll do this a lot. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not a phone catch. You're not gonna make that catch. Like just get out of the way. You're more important than that one ball. Just get out of the way, stay in. Um, yeah, I think his upside is crazy if he just kind of reins it in and makes better decisions and, and kind of realizes how important he is a six on six. Like that's what a lot of players kind of miss is like six on six is, is that's not a lot of people. Every single out is so important because every out will get a cheer. If they hit one player in your team, now it's 5v6. That's a huge advantage. And the crowd goes nuts. Your, your out is not insignificant. Your out is always important. And people need to realize how important they are to a six on six team, no matter what role they're in. Like they, they're, their out is so key. <clears throat> Catch when you want to, got anything to say about Kim? Yeah. And I think like, and this is something that I think will, uh, like is, it should, that really everybody should be think like think about too is that like dodgeball isn't just an up and down dodge you got to be able to go so like you got to be able to like move left to right too and so like a lot of and it's it, it kind of has been the thing like with 8.5 and a lot of the smaller courts like there's just not you don't have the ability to move laterally like there's mm-hmm. the court is too small there's you're right to somebody else because you're already right off their shoulder anyways but like with a bigger court and that extra five feet of that ball moving like lateral movement is 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 king like if somebody throws at your feet like why jump you can take a step to the side like why drop down like you can take a step to the side like you save all that energy you you stay alive and now you get your chance to throw so there's like it's that it's that choosing like when to dodge it really is just like just dodge more (laughs) like it's transitioning your brain also because you you've been trained to play 8.5 and and no staying on those tiny courts it's really transitioning your mind to be like, play it a little bit differently. Use your dodge, using dodging differently. And it's just, it takes a while for, I think, people to get used to that also. In most, yeah, like, right. in most cases, like foam, like catching is like my last resort. Mm-hmm. Like if it's usually to get myself out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Like, or it's if I'm tired. Like it's, and it doesn't, it doesn't always work. Or you've I think people need to ball. listen to that. Like, Everybody, replay that back. So Ketchum is one of the best catchers in the world. And catching is his last resort in foam. Like, that's, like, that needs to resonate with people. Like, it's not a, it's not a catch-heavy game. It's not. Like, keep yourself in. Like, you, like, to your point, Justin, like, it's a completely different style than 8.5. If you go in with an 8.5 mind, you're, you're, you're not going to be successful. You're just not. It's a different game. Mm-hmm. Good or bad, whatever. It's just different. Like, checkers the chess like you cannot play it the same way the the rules are not the same the dimensions are not the same the ball is not the same nothing is the same so you have to play it differently or else you're not going to be successful 8.5 is the chess and checkers is the foam oh no 8.5 <laughs> is like whack-a-mole just <laughs> um, yeah i think that's the oh, big God. thing i, I think mess with my sean anderson be like oh 8.5 is king <laughs> i think the people I think people really do just need to realize it's a, it's a different, it's the same sport. It's just a different style. You know, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, it's hard to sort of compare to any other sport because most sports have already sort of have very specific rules and how they, it's like cricket versus baseball, you know, like they're based off the same thing, but they're different sports. Yeah. You throw something, use a bat. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. You know. So I think that's the, especially for these younger kids who are, who are used to playing 8.5 or no sting on the smaller courts. And, you know, some of these kids are all like UDC, you know, some of them are UDC kids, which is a totally different other sport. Um, 
just sort of transitioning into a different mindset for UD for uh, foam, I think is really yep. is key for them. And the only way they're going to do that is by playing it and, and getting used to it. Great. Um, moving on to another UDC kid, another young kid, Kyle Sander um, plays for Impact now Shade. Um, he lives in Florida. Big arm. Um, what did you guys see from him? Well, he's like, he's super talented. Uh, he just makes bad decisions because I think he gets, I think he just is like, he just is having fun. Mm -hmm. um, so he, he just kind of seems to like th throw and go and, and, ball, and he enjoys ball. it, which, which again, totally cool. Like no disrespect to that. Um, mm -hmm. But there has to be that, that kind of like second of pause before you throw a ball to, to, to kind of realize if it's the right decision or not. Um, but again, great throw moves well, athletic kid, super nice. Um, I've, I've talked to him quite a few times and I've really, really genuinely liked the kid. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like a lack of experience and a lack of like understanding the, the intricacies of the game. I think, you know, he's had multiple knee surgeries uh, when he was younger in baseball. Uh, I think he's had like two, knee, two ACLs on one knee and like one on the Jesus. other. Um, and I just feel like some of that stuff gets ingrained in you and, you know, with, like you guys are saying in dodging, you know, it's, it's lateral, it's dropping, it's, it's less jump, you know, it, and I think some of that stuff can be a little hard for someone who's had so many knee surgeries to sort of, he's not exactly like an up and down slide kind of player. He's kind of a forward backward. I'm going to throw, I'm going to back and catch. Um, and I don't think that the, that game totally translates into foam. And I think he sort of has to change his mindset in terms of how he's going to play. Um, a lot of what he does, and like I've seen a lot of like the impact games and stuff. Like a lot of what he does is he in that middle is after he rips one, like he'll catch one, like in mm -hmm. the, in the middle. He'll he'll be like on that drop knee, or he'll kind of drop down and make that catch, or like he's he's almost like waiting for a catch. Like I have I have I have very rarely seen like even I'll say even when I went up like when I played them like ran up to him just wound up like same thing like he was just ready to drop and catch. Like, so it's that, it's that like mentality that I, like, I haven't seen yet. Like, I haven't seen that, like, I'm just going to dodge this and then I'm just going to hit you with you know, a ball, which is like, that's foam. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he, I mean, he's so young, he's got the chance to change his mentality. I just think he has to view foam a little bit differently than he does right now. Yep. Experience. Um, moving on to one of his teammates, Matt Levine. I love this kid, man. I, I think he's so good. I think people like I've heard people say like he he his decision making is lacking sometimes and he takes too many counters and these random things. But every experience I've had with him because he was on my like, combine team, he was top notch. Like dude did exactly what was asked of him and, and did it exactly the way that it was asked. Like because he goes for catches and I'm like, don't you dare go for a catch. Don't go for a single catch. Just get out of the way. And he's like, OK. And he just did it and didn't get hit. And I'm like, I need you to hit this spot on this at this time. He's like, okay. And did it. Like he was, he was a perfect soldier. Like he, he reminded me of like, of a little bit less locked in Mikey. And that's no disrespect because Mikey is just Mikey. Like there's no one else like Mikey. He's just, that dude is, is, is the, one of the most unique men I've ever met in my whole life. Um, but with Matt, like he was perfect i loved him as a teammate he he was also the other person i messaged after the combine and i was like yo like i really like um appreciate playing with you and i think you're incredible and i think you have a bright future um super nice like one of the most polite nice dudes I've ever met throws hard humble people he really is he throws harder than m most of the players out there 
moves well, hits his spots, is calm, knows how to win, and and has that killer instinct. When it's time to like go, he goes. Like, and it's it, he he's very good at that. Um, I think one thing that he has an advantage of is he came to Worlds this year, and I think that experience will be invaluable to him because he saw what that was, and he was in the huddles, and he heard what was said, and he heard kind of like what needed to happen, and he was in a lot of our film studies. And he was there, like, just soaking it up. Um, and I love that kid. I would love, I would love an opportunity to play with him um, on, a, on a big stage. Yeah, no, ex- exactly what he said. Like, he, he, is, he has a very unique play style, too. Like, it's, it, it's, he plays, it, it is very counter-heavy. But, it, like, it's, it's, it's like Matt's counter-heavy. Like, it, like, it's, it, like I, it's starting to become, like, his thing. And so a lot of these times, like, I see him, like, get, like, it's that getting out of these situations, but it's like, he doesn't have a ball or anything else around. So it's like, there, it, it's the, I don't know, like, I, I haven't seen it yet at, like, at that, at that high, high stage, like, at the world stage um, of, like, specifically, like, you know, I'm in the best spot, I got out of it. But, yeah, like, like, with, with him out in Worlds, like, him seeing us and like he you can just tell like like he was there he was excited every single day like he like even though he wasn't playing like he was he was there he was ready for us like he was there with us he was cheering us on like anything like everybody like he and he's and he is such a talented he is such a talented player mm-hmm. and he's it's such such a quick release too um it's so it, the quickest it's, release i've seen yeah so it, it's i uh i the only time i've seen him play like outside of a corner was at the like at a tribune at a, I think at a Tribune tournament when he played with Thieves. Um, so, like, I just want to see him play in middle more. That's it. He, on my combine team, he played middle the whole time. It was because Herbert was in the corner, and it was me, me and Herbert on corners, and it was Levine in the middle and Jeff Gio on the, on the right side middle, and he was, he was so good. That was, I was like, it, I was like, that was your same, like, that's your, that was your business. Like, like you had like that, yeah. like that was the same thing. Like afterwards, was I was great. like, I didn't, but we also, I would say we also never played each other. So yeah, he, he was like, I loved him as a teammate. I really did. And I, I think the world of that kid and I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I cheer for him all the time. Cause I, he's, he's an ideal teammate. He's a good dude. He's kind, respectful, humble, but also like wants to win and wants to compete. And that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of my favorite players in the in the East Coast, and I talk to him all the time. And I remember after the combine, he said, "You know, I I don't think I really realized you don't go so for so many catches at the beginning." And then, and then they were, you know, people were like, "You got to stop cat- going for catches and start dodging." And he was like, "Once I started going for dodges, like I felt like I I got more comfortable. I felt like I was playing better." And I, you know, so I wonder if it's one of those things where at the combine he just people saw a little too much of him going for catches at the beginning. And, you know, next time he's not going to play at that. And, you know, he, you know, there you go. He's on the team that's, because he's not making those little mistakes. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. That's what Jeff Gio said. The the year before 2018, he was like, I went for every catch and I sucked. And he's like, I knew the second year I wasn't going to go for any catch and made the team. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that moves on to a player who's not on our list, but was on the team. I, I'm going to put Lukas in this, in this conversation because he's like, I, I watch a lot of film. He's my favorite person to watch on film. I feel like he can do everything in terms of, in terms of no staying at 8.5. How do you guys feel about him in the, in the foam world? I love him so much. And, and I think people don't realize how goddamn good he is at, he's so at good. dodgeball. Like, he's good at every style, by the way. 
he's incredible at five. He's incredible at, at no singing. He's incredible at foam. I think I think he's underrated because of how how unselfish he is. He will he will do anything to put his team above himself to to win. And I think that also can be his his Achilles heel a little bit because if you are the best player on your team and you are one of the best players in the country, but you defer to other players as often as he defers to his other players, I think it puts him in a tough spot to, to show that he is as good as he is, right? Like, so uh, Lucas on almost every team out there would be the best player in that team. Foam, no sting, the eight-point don't matter. He would be one of the best. He's one of my favorite players in the country, and I think he's one of the best players in the country. But because he is so team-oriented and so, like, like going to help, going to help, going to help, there has to be, like, a level of, like, like him helping most of the time. But when it's time to win, he needs to take that over. He needs to take over, and he needs to be Lou, and he needs to dominate that game. That's the only thing I have to say. Other than that, like, he's one of my favorite players I've ever played with. He's one of the fa- my favorite humans I've ever met. When we in, – in Cancun, me, him, and Brett would meet for an hour before the team met up, and we would just talk and – and strategize and do these things and, and, and Eric Stone, obviously. Um, but we would just meet and sit and talk. And like, I loved just talking to him and learning from him and, and, and just bouncing ideas off him. He's one of the smartest men I've ever, I've ever met in this sport. And I think, I think he gets overlooked for talent sometimes, but he, he absolutely could make the team and, and, and I would love it with all of my heart. (laughs) So for a for a while, like, and it, it's funny that you say like that you don't see that like killer instinct because that's the only thing that I saw from Lucas. And I've asked him about this. I'm like, why, like, for for whatever reason, like, you know, like that passive kind of Lucas, like, lets everybody play. I never saw that Lucas. I saw the Lucas that literally ran me down full speed every chance he got, and like, like, just was ready to like show off, like, and like, like, just would throw catch throw like like in uh, just so quick and so agile and would just dismantle my team and i'm pretty like so i'm pretty sure for a long time i think this was on titan we we never beat fortune we could not beat we if we ever ran into them we lost and a lot like because every single time we just like turned it into this like extended gear and so it's like yeah like i want to see i i tell them like why can't you do that all the time like do that all the time where does that live like like, like, do that. Like, why just that? And then he's just kind of like, you know, it's fun. Like, yeah, that's just, like, that's just Lou. Like, that's, like, <laughs> nice I, like, I just wanted to, yeah. And so yeah. it's, it's, but he's, he is such a good coach too. So it's like, it's hard to, like, it's, I, it, the hit between him and Brett, like, it's such, they're, they're so good. And they have, like, it's, they have such a good, like, understanding of, of, of foam and of the game now and, and just of like what works, what works on a dodgeball team. Cause like there's, there's no, there, there really isn't any other dodgeball coaches. Like they are the only, like, like, you know, on the men's side, like they're, they're the dodgeball coaches and yeah they're, they have proven successful. So it's hard. It like, it's as much as I, like, I would love to play with him. Like it's, it's so hard to like, to, to want to lose that too. Yeah. I, I like, him and I have had conversations um, and I mean, he can coach forever, but you can only play for a certain amount of years. So it's, it's hard to kind of, you know, you know, it's, it, if whatever he chooses, I will support it a hundred percent. But yeah, I, I never saw that in him. He was always like, 
the best player on the court when we played Rainbows or we played Fortune or whatever, but he was always like the the shortstop. Like he yeah. just like pass off and tell and and they were so good. And maybe he just but, wasn't worried about you. But yeah, maybe, maybe that's why. Yeah, he's just yeah. like well, okay, not worried about. It. <laughs> but I mean, like again, you put him on a team though, like with with like catch him, Mikey, Elijah, whatever, and he does that same thing. The results are going to be different because. Yeah, he can do that with that that sort of talent, that that top talent in the world, you know. So, um, no, I love I love Lou so much. Yeah, he's another really. I mean, everyone we've talked about so far has been a great guy, and uh, you know, would fit team way, teammate wise. I just think that that guy has endless amounts of talent, and again, mm -hmm. he can play such a good middle. He's, you know, catching again is not a huge part of of foam, but I, that guy can catch anything. Mm -hmm. But he also he yeah, also he moves very well. well. He yeah. like yeah, he, he, has really that, well. he has that lateral movement. Mm -hmm. He understands like the ability to like go multiple directions. Yeah, agreed. All right, moving on to uh, the last outsider member, Elijah's brother, Mikey, older brother. What do you think Mikey needs to get to move on to that next little level to to make the team? You want to start? Yeah, I think it's like. It, it's kind of that same thing with a lot, like a couple of the other young guys we've like talked about. Like it's that, it's that put, getting into that. I'm not going to catch everything. Cause like a lot of times, like I would see him go for catches or like, I would like last person in, like just dropped on his knees maybe going for a catch. Like it's, it's all of those, like as weird as it sounds like it, the, it, it can hurt. Like, cause you know, like, like at, at that point, the other team, if they see you going for a catch, like they know, they almost know that you're not gonna like. They almost know that you're not gonna try to hit them out. Mm -hmm. So like, if they see you drop down on your knees, like like if 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 they even like just throw off the side of that one, they're like, okay, I'm just gonna let it fully rip the next time. And it, so like it's, and he because but he can do it to a lot of people in the league, and that, so that's the thing. And he did it to people at the combine too. Like he he did that same like kind of that drop like a lot of that catching, and he's got it. He's got a great throw. I think it's just it's it's just that like. It's that I'm just going to, like, I'm going to take them all out before catching them. Like, I think that mentality has to be there. Like, I think, I think in any situation you're in, you have to be like, I'm going to throw out every single person on that team, regardless of what situation you're in, because you can't, you can't rely on catching. Like, you, you never can. Like, the only thing that you can rely on is your ability to put a ball on a target. So, like, in any situation you're in, like, one on six, like, if like if you if you know if a catch happens there sure but like even in a like one on five one on six situation I'm gonna throw out every single person there like I'm never like I'm gonna sit back like maybe I'll catch one you know so it's I think that like you just gotta have that mentality but also throwing with with the proper amount of balls on your side so don't ever give them six by the way guys if you're listening give them max three period every time don't give them more than that or else it's you're putting yourself in a tough spot so don't do that. Okay, so with uh, Mikey, um, I think he's super, super talented. Um, I think he throws great catches well. Which, again, like, I think players that are great catchers are, are slower to catch on to, to higher-level foam because they still rely on catches when catches are not that important. Um, so people, it's hard for people to leave that shit in the past, and you have to. Like, you have to. If someone gives you a catch, you, you take it. Or if you're in a tough spot and they put it there, you take it. But you don't open up. Like, you, you, you can't. If I'm throwing and I see a player lateral like this and not, 
you know, like straight up and down here, I'm, I'm going to throw it to them as hard as I can off body because I know they're going to reach for it because they're in a catching position. It's so much harder to hit a player like this because you don't know if they're going to throw than if they're like this. Even if they have two balls, if they're sideways, you cannot throw sideways. This, that's not going to hit nobody. Like that sidearm, that's not going to hit anybody. It's not. It's not scary. It doesn't work. So on your knees like this, open up, doesn't work. You have to be, like in basketball, they call it a triple threat, right? Because you can shoot, pass, or, or drive, right? In, in dodgeball, you have to be able to throw, block, or, or move. Like, you have to. Like, that's just kind of how that works, right? So if someone's ever, you know, uh, horizontal on the court, I'm, I'm going at them as hard as I can. And, and if they make an incredible catch, okay, but I'll take my odds. So it might be like – oops, sorry. I was going to say, catching is kind of like slam dunks. Like, you know, it's like you could take the – like, you could just hit them out with the, the easy layup. You know, you yeah. know, you can do like, or you can go for that flashy dunk and catch them out. Like it's yeah, a little bit, yeah. Little bit. I would rather. I mean, honestly, like two points is two points, man. I'll put it off your side and I'll hit you in the leg. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Wins a win. Yeah. With with Mikey though, like he also, I think, I feel like he he seems to lack energy sometimes, where maybe he doesn't, and maybe that's just my perception. But perception is everything, and and perception is key. Like, maybe he's so focused that he just doesn't show it on his face, but he looks so, like, every once in a while he looks so lackadaisical out there where it's just like, do you, do you care? Do you understand the gravity of the situation? And, again, maybe he does, and I'm not – that's not an insult to him whatsoever, but we're talking about the combine. We're talking about making a team. We're talking about, like, showing that you want this. You have to show that you want this. Like, you have to be ready on every play, every ball, 100% of the time, because if not, you're not playing and you're not making it. So – there, there has to be like that level, like, like Elijah, like Elijah looks really calm all the time. You don't see too much emotion, but he is always moving. He's always bouncing. He's always moving. He's always like, you can tell he's so engaged and he's glaring at other players and he's doing these things. And like, and I'm not saying like everybody should do that, but like you need to be engaged no matter what, what the situation is. If it's one on six, you're engaged because as someone who, who, who likes being one on whatever, if I see a not engaged player and I can take an easy out, well, that one on six became one on five. So that became quite a bit easier for me. And then you see players get lazy, making mistakes. That's one on four. That's one on three. That's one on two. And at that point it becomes a real match. And now we can win this. You know what I mean? So like you have to be ready every play hundred percent of the time on that level. And again, we're talking about on the world stage. So it's more serious and it's, it's, you have to be locked in because you're, you're going to fly to a different country and not care. Like, and again, that's not Mikey. I'm just like, in general, like you have to be locked in every second of every play. Do you think uh, players that play in the middle in elite on their teams have a disadvantage making the foam teams? Because, you know, when you play an elite in no sting or in eight by five, the middle will sort of lean back and sometimes will try to catch a lot of times. Whereas if you're a corner, you're pressing, you're using the ball to block. You're much more like your style is similar. It translates like Nate, you play corner similar in 8.5 as you do play it in foam and like yes. you move similar and catch them. You move more in the corner in 8.5 than you would if you were like a middle in 8.5 because you're just sort of used to pressing, sliding up and back, and sliding left, sliding right, blocking, jumping. And I feel like you, you know, those guys, those corners in 8.5 or in no sting have an easier transition to playing the foam game when they slide to the middle. Versus someone who plays middle in 8.5 or no sing, and you're just staying in the middle because it's a different – you have to play differently. Whereas when you play corner, you're sort of just playing corner in the middle. 
Does that make sense? Does that make sense? What yeah, I'm yeah. Saying? Well, yeah. But if you like, if you look at the team, right? The, like, let's take the twelve players of Team USA last year. They're almost all nine, corners. Nine of them are corners. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In on their on their squad, right? So like, they have the movement. They have all that down. So you're, I, I don't disagree with you. I think, I think what players need to realize is like we talked about, you know, a little bit ago was it's a different game. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, if you're a middle in eight point five, like you can't expect to play the same game that you do when you're a middle in foam you can't if you do you're not gonna make it it's just mm-hmm. i'm sorry it's just not gonna happen right like middles middle in 8.5 can translate to middle and foam if you realize it's a different game completely right like because because corner in 8.5 is not the same as corner and foam now the pumping and back and forth is but like in 8.5 i can stand behind a ball and block all day without moving my feet against almost every player in the country except for Pyan, ketchum vince there's only four or five players that I truly believe can hit me when I'm behind my ball because it's a big ball. It doesn't move that much. I can block. Right. But those guys have releases and obviously they throw harder than anybody. So it's crazy. Mikey too. Mikey's Mikey's nuts with that. But in foam, you can get hit by every single person's ball on every throw. So you have to be ready corner or not. Like the game has to change. You have to move before you block. Like I move before I commit to a block almost all the time, unless it's like, one on five and there's three balls coming. Like I try to get as small as I can sometimes. And just like, because I'm, it's late in the game. I'm counting on them being tired and sailing them. And most time they do. Sometimes I'll put it on you, but, but it's one of those things where, yeah, I think, I think corners have advantage because corners are used to moving all the time, but middles also like, like Ketchum played middle for a while in 8.5. Like he played middle for a long time but he moved a lot because he knew he got every ball thrown at him. So he also had a bit of an advantage to foam because not every player gets two balls every time they're on the court. And that's kind of what catch him grew up in and bittersweet as it is, like it made him a better player, you know? So I think, I think it's just, you just need to get it in your head that it's not the same game. It's just mm-hmm. not like movements are different. Ball is different. Court is different size. You can move laterally in, in, in foam more than you can 8.5 because you're not as squished in. It's a wider court. Yeah, and like, and I think, uh, oh my God, what was I going to say? Lost track. You, you <laughs> talked too long, Nate, dang it. I always do that, man. I'm long-winded, man. Um, but yeah, so- I think to your, to your point, yes, corners typically have um, an advantage. But if you look at like dodgeball teams in general, their best players are their corner 100%. players. 100%. So that's kind of how that works. Like, it's just, it's just part of it. Like, you put your best players on the corner because you know that they're going to protect, they're going to hit, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, they're going to do that. And you need them with the ball because you need them in to win the game. Mm-hmm. And so middles have it a disadvantage anyways because typically middles are not their best player. Now there's a few like oddities with that. Like Pine, Pine was never corner on Doom and he was one of the best players in the world for a long time. But Pine knew his job and Pine did his job, right? Like, like Vince. Pine also had two, you two both covering him at all times. It's yeah, the same, yeah, I it's, mean, he, he went it's from the same, it's the same exact thing on, yeah, it's the same exact thing. Like, it's the same exact thing on Crisis. Like, he plays in the middle and just, like, has – and not only protect, has, like, the full protection of T off, but, like, has – like, it, so it it really is, like it, – it, it, I wouldn't say that they – I remember – see, now I remember. Thanks, Nate. Um, I wouldn't say, like, <laughs> like a, any players, like, have an advantage or a disadvantage. It's just a matter of if you can put that mind – like, if you can switch that mindset to – like I'm, you know, I got to dodge. I got to do this. Like, I'm probably not going to always have a ball. Cause like, that's the, that's the other thing too, is that there are, there are like, you know, a lot, like a lot of players who, when they don't have a ball, they're like, what, what do they do? 
like they you know they you forget about them or like they just get hit super easily and like that's mm-hmm. in a lot of cases that's why sometimes that's why they're the corner and that's why like they have the ball so like there are cases like that so it's it's I wouldn't say that, that anybody has an advantage it's just you have to like you have to be able to have that mindset and be able to kind of and and you know think what you're going to do without a ball but it goes back to being one of the 12 best players in the country yep. right how many teams are in the country 50 60 100 teams like you're 60, talking about i think it was like 64 teams 64 teams right so like one out of every six teams brings a player or one out of five whatever my math is off but like you know what i'm saying like so you're talking about being one of the 12 best players in the country what are what's the best player on each team playing typically typically playing a corner now not always pine is an exception to a rule because that dude is a maniac but like you look at almost every team out there, their best player is one of their corner players. Like, that's just kind of how it is. Like, Asidro plays corner. Dylan plays corner. Ketchum plays corner. I play corner. Mikey plays corner. Jeff Geo plays corner on his team. Elijah plays corner on his team. Like, you look at these players, they're all corner players because that's what their team needs, and that's what the best player typically plays. So it's hard to compare middles to corners because corners typically shift to middles in worlds because that's the role that they need to play to be successful. And, and – you know, and they're good about doing it, and it, and it, it's thankfully it worked. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about Miles Garner, uh, North player, plays for Kaiju, um, super athletic, fit guy. How did you guys feel like he played at national and combine? I think he played. I think he played really well. I think like he and he always he always usually does, and the. But, like, this is kind of the thing earlier, like, like with a couple different players. It's, like, it's that you're the last person in, like, where's that, where's that kill instinct? Like, he is, he is undoubtedly one of the hardest people out there to hit. Like, he's so agile. He's so quick. But it's, like, it is, it, like, when I've, in times where I've seen him, like, in the last person in the game, like, you know, sometimes, like, it, he, he, like, he, had, he, had, he does have a crazy backhand, and I've seen him smack Brody in the face with it at, like, 100 miles per hour, and it's fun. But like, he played you guys. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it, it's that. It's that same situation. Like, so like, like some like the fun comes out, and like, it, like I don't. I, I haven't seen that. Like, I'm gonna take that whole team out. Like, I've seen like you know like a we'll kind of we might get some people here and there. Like, you got it's the make every throw count and throw every throw. Like, you aren't ever gonna hit them again. Exactly. So he's super athletic, and I really like him. He's a good dude. Played with him like him but if you watch like like certain players that close out a lot of games right so whoever your favorite player by themselves is right you watch them just back and forth just focus on exactly what needs to happen they know the ball kind of all times they're they're never in a position of 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 vulnerability well they lose maybe but if that's because they made the other players make a better play or play perfect to beat them you and, and even if it's six on six, like you, you have to be at all times. So like Miles, every once in a while, you'll see him just kind of floating, and like having fun, which is great. And he's super athletic, so he'll float and he'll jump ten feet in the air. And you're like, well, you only need to jump three feet. Now you got seven feet to fall, and that's an opening, right? So it has to be every move has to be strategic and and planned and ready. Like if you don't need to jump eighteen feet in the air, what's the point of that? Like you got to come down. There's no point in that, right? Like it doesn't make sense. Like UDC, we never left the ground because we didn't need to. Like that was never a thing. Like people jumping up in there were like, well, you got to come down, bro. There's only one way to go. I never left the ground at UDC and I loved it because it didn't make sense to me. 
And they're like, oh, get a higher narrow. All the first couple of years, like, you guys jump and do flips. We're like, no, we'd rather just win the money. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me. So, so, and on that level, the goal is winning. So, so every move has to be perfect to what that situation calls. Or else one of the other six guys on the bench will step in and they will do their best to make every single move the exact move your team needs to make. The lack of not wasting movement, essentially. Exactly. Yeah, it's just it's just a, a lack of like situational awareness. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be aware of it. Like if a ball goes over your head, I yell at players about this almost more than anything. If a ball and there's a wall behind you, whether five feet or ten feet, if a ball does this, it's coming back. So get your arms out and get that ball. Like don't just stand there. It's and it rolls between your legs. Like where else are they gonna go? It has to come back. Like oh, be aware of that. If a ball passes you that way and there's a wall there. It's going to come back. If there's a net there, chances are it's going to roll back a little bit slower. So just, you got it. Everything matters. Every ball matters. And it's, yeah, it, like a lot of, the, it, it's, it's the little off ball stuff that like mm-hmm. really adds up and matters. Like, like it is small ball. It's small ball. It's the little like shagging a ball or like pump faking. So one of your teammates can go up or like, there's a play at Worlds that I love where <clears throat> someone is out of position and falling back, or not out of position, but falling back. And I sprinted up to pump fake twice. And Mikey looked at me and sprinted up. Didn't matter. He just knew to match. And Ketchum does that. And other, like, you see, you have to match. If your corner's up there, even if they're out of position, your job is to make sure they're not on an island, match them, and you guys fall back together. It's just the little things that add up to, to, to big things, really. All right. Moving on. Uh, Sean Robert Wheeler. What do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about Sean? <laughs> Catch you on start. <laughs> I love Sean. Um, no, so he uh, like Sean is Sean is such an analytical person, and like and and the the way he looks at dodgeball is is like it's crazy. Like guy has stats on guy has stats on absolutely everything, and like and uh, and I know that he puts like he practices significantly. Like he puts work into everything that he does. Like everything he goes into, um, but I think. I think he he was he was playing corner primarily. He shifted he shifted into playing a middle um, in most situations, um, and like I just I haven't seen that same play that I saw out of him as a corner. Like with Sean on a corner, I was I was definitely like I, I was definitely worried about him. Like Sean Sean more so in the middle, like that that went away. So I think that like for me like that was that's just that thing like it's that middle presence he's got to bring that out like make it whether it's whether it's making the shots count or make whether it's make you know hidden hidden targets like it's it's good that the middle class to shine more yeah I, I agree he has to like hit him on a corner he's a he's a really good corner um but you're not going to put him over like an elijah or a mikey you know what i mean like it's just not like a, a, a realistic thing in, in my head, again, just my opinion. And I love Sean. And I think Sean knows that because we've talked about this, but you're not going to put anybody over a, a Mike and Elijah in the corner typically, right? Like that's just not going to happen. So you have to be able to play the other positions. And I think that will come with experience with him, but I also think he needs to like, he's really lanky and he, he looks and he moves lanky. Like you can be tall and move small. He's tall and moves tall. Like he just, the way he shifts is still long. It's like, it's just too, he needs to figure out how to make himself small when he moves and, and kind of figure out how to get his feet behind him or pick his legs up. 
I think he also is too analytical. I think there's a level of being analytical and I'm very analytical. I am a, I, I am a heady player. I, I think five moves ahead, but I also, you have to trust instincts. You have to trust talent. You have to trust your players to make the play when the shit breaks down, right? Like you have to, like if they, if they're out of position and you're not calling a play, but someone's dead to rights, you have to take that shot. You have to. And that's, I think what yeah, I was going to say, like, that's even something that like, like Mikey, like at the start, like Mikey would have somebody like wide open and would not take the shot because like that wasn't in the game plan. Like I've seen mm-hmm. him do it, but, and, and like, we're just like, we're like, just, just like hit him. Like it, yeah. it's, it's that like you can, if, yeah, it's, it's that kind of being reactionary in the game. But that's my fault for Mikey though. That, 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 that like the Mikey no. ones are my fault because I was like, yo, you no, but that was that was even before. But like that was even before. Like he was like that was that was okay. even before that. Yeah. Well, because no, he like, was a little bit like that at Worlds, where like he would pump, 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 and I'm like, you had that get dead. And he's like, I know, but we only had two balls, and I'm like, okay, good choice, good choice. Like keep it. But he also like, God, that kid understands, man. Like I love that. Yep. Like he understands. With Wheeler, like Wheeler thinks about the game more than anybody. He breaks the game down more than anybody. And I pride myself on understanding the game better than anybody that plays it. And I think I do. Do I? Who knows? But I think I do because it's me. But, um, and, and Wheeler, like, like him and I will debate. And he's like, well, I don't think you're right there. I think you're wrong. And I'm like, I'm not wrong. We're all right. Because I know I'm right. But he also thinks he's right, which is cool. But he is, there's no wiggle room with him. Right? There's no, like, there's no gray area. Like, with me, like, I, I, I've, I've been fortunate enough to play with the best players in the world on USA and my, like, teams. Right? So, and I, I've tried to game plan like 85% of, of what we're doing, right? And Pine, is, Pine has been a huge part of that. Vince been a huge part of that. Like, like, but we as teams try to game plan like 85%. But there has to be that 15% that like, if shit breaks down, we have to trust that we are better than they are when it's chaos. Like, like you have to control most of it. But if, yo, if they're firing and being stupid and we have ball control and we have more people and let's say we trade, right? It's five on three and this is a mistake typically but that turns out to four on two. That's a good trade for us every time. That's a, it's not the, like, it's not the play we had in mind, but like if you can make numbers smaller and you still have advantage, that's always good for you. Right. A four on a four on two is three on one is way better than a four on two. There's only one person left. That's always a great trade. Right now, if it's the opposite and it's chaos, that's bad. That's always bad. You never want to trade if you're down people ever. That's always a stupid decision. So that's where the 85% comes in. And that's where you need to set that early, right? So, like, the, the idea with, like, Sean, I think he, he overmanages during games. And I think he overmanages during matches. And I think what you need to do, I think the important thing is, is, is setting a game plan where it's managed as perfectly as you can. And you, you try to execute, execute, execute. But, like, if things go off the rails, like, you have to know that, like, you set the game plan enough that, like, the players know that their decision is – higher reward than risk and they have to be able to take that because you need you need to win those you need to win the loose balls like in basketball and baseball you need to win the loose balls you need to get those things like you have to win those and and that's kind of what it takes to 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 be the best like it's it's game plan and it's like the the intangibles the loose balls the small ball a lot of the big a lot of the big matches and a lot of the important matches are swung by those like Mm -hmm. by those fast decisions like like there is clearly a plan going up and that changes very quickly and there's somebody throws and then we, you know, we go back and then they yeah. come right back and then we have to go back. Like 
you always have to protect the person who's throwing at you because like that's and I think that's that's a part of like what the team like big part of like you guys as captains and in Brett and Lou and just everybody like was that trust like everybody knew that everybody's going to cover somebody they're like they're like I'm gonna throw this ball like if somebody throws at me like you're gonna hit that like you're gonna throw right back at them and then that same person knew that like knew that like right down the line so it's yeah. like it's it's like the the you know when it comes down to it like throw the ball yeah like if a game plan works out like it looks kind of like like the second half of Malaysia in the finals First half is kind of like, oh, we got to do something to pick ourselves out of this hole because they, they have they've game plan and kind of whooped our ass so far. And then second half was just executing game plan and it, and it, and it working. Um, anyways, yeah. What I was going to say, maybe uh, Sean's role in the team is, is to take over Lou's job and be one of the coaches. You know, as a, as a super analytical player, maybe he, he fits into that coaching role more than he would be on a, as a player. I think I think maybe like he would just be like a like we would need him like as a statistician because I think I think I would I think we would butt heads so hard like not a bad I love Sean but like I think he'd be like you're wrong here I'd be like no bro I'm not wrong like because like there'd be like a need for like collaboration and I'm not sure that would be there <laughs> well maybe once you retire you can coach yeah yeah, yeah that's very yeah once I'm out of <laughs> um all right moving on uh I guess the last player of of, of the, the people that went to the combine would be Xander in terms of sort of these younger players. Um, and I know Xander's been part of the team the last two years as well as, as a shagger in LA and in, in Mexico. And I guess he's sort of like the pseudo 13th member is in, in the sense that he's, you know, he's an LA member. So he's able to practice with you guys a lot. And, um, what do you guys feel like he needs to work on to, to make that next little step to make the team? You want to go catch? Yeah. So, like, I've I've played with Xander a, a bunch over the past years, a couple of years now. Um, he's played on Echo with us. Like, I've played in various tournaments with him. And, like, he just he just keeps – he keeps getting better and better and better. But he – I think more so, like, he has just matured and matured and matured. And, like, that's – like, it, a lot of it is, like, in, in the moment, like, getting too heated, like, kind of losing it. And, like, uh, like a lot of us do that. But – there's, you know, there's, we can somewhat channel it. Like I've seen it like with him, like kind of take over and like, and he, and he knows it too. And he said, it's a, like, he said it to me, he said it to Nate. He's like, I know, he's like, I know I do this. And then like, it kind of like, once that tilts, like that's it. And so, but like, I, that has that, like after playing with us, um, after, like after, after being, after being at Worlds and then playing with us, I, the, the only tournament we've played this year, I think, um, the uh where like things got very heated like he was he was not that way and i think like he he was he was very reined in he was very controlled he was like he 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 kept it cool and he like he just kept playing and he kept playing good and he, like he kept making the smart decisions so like those those kind of like those kind of emotional like that emotional side like i think that's i think that's gone like that was the biggest thing i think he's really he's really dialed that in um i know he's i know he's really focused on baseball now so like that, like, cause he's, he is seeing a lot of, uh, he's seeing some big success and growth there. So it's, it's like, I'll, and, and I'm never going to, I don't think we're ever going to tell somebody to don't go for baseball, come play dodgeball. Like, so it's there, like there, there is like also that, that side, like he, can he give a hundred percent into this? Like it's, you gotta, you know, 
Like, we, I, I would never want to make him do that, choose that. No. I think my biggest thing with him is, like, and he, he knows this and he hates it because him and I have actually talked about this on numerous occasions, but, like, it looks like he doesn't give a shit when he's out there sometimes. It just looks like he don't care. He's just, like, floating around and, like, like kind of, like, whoa, whatever, like, trying to, like, pretend you don't care, but you do care, you know? And, and that's, like, maybe a young kid thing I don't really know. Like, when I was a young kid, maybe, like, I tried not to care, but I actually didn't care because I didn't want to look foolish, you know? Mm-hmm. But on that level, like, y- you have to. Like, you would look foolish if you didn't care if you're traveling thousands of miles and paying thousands of dollars to, like, play this sport. Like, you'd look foolish if you didn't care, right? So, and he knows that. We've talked, and I know it annoys him. But, like, if he was locked in all the time, he is – he moves so well. He's so hard to hit. He has one of the best throws I've seen when he's on. When he, when he gets riled up, every throw's high, and he can't lock it down. It's just high ball, high ball, high ball, high ball. Um, but when he's like focused and finishes his throw, he's, he's one of the best throwers out there. It's straight ball every time, which is key. It's key. Cause it's accurate. Um, yeah. I think, some, I think he also moves really well because he's no, he, like, he's learned and he's studied it and he's watched and he's like, he's moved, he's he moves crazy well. He moves really well. And when he, after he moves and he's stuck, he makes catches. He'll move and be in a tough spot and make a catch because he, he's smart and he does, he does the right thing and makes the right movements. Um, I think it's just a commitment thing. And again, like the, if the baseball thing is the baseball thing, then, then do your thing, kid. I support you hundred percent. And I love the kid and I, I will always like try to help him out. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, if he, if he makes a team, I would, I would love it. Cause I think if we got him in that atmosphere, he would, he would not have that like nonchalant attitude. I think he'd really like go hundred percent and just dive in. Yeah, I think you forget he's been around for so long, but he's still only what like 19 years old. Um, yeah he's a baby but like it's like he's got he's grown up so much so fast and i feel like he's just going to get better and better as he gets more mature i mean like you said maybe he leaves the sport and he's playing baseball and he comes back to it at some point but he he's going to mature into sort of a a more confident player a person who cares more and he might outwardly show that as like as he gets older yeah agreed so so that sort of like runs down the list of people who went to the combine there's, you know, I guess the next sort of list would be sort of players you sort of are hoping to, who are maybe invited to the combine, I guess is the next, is the next step for a lot of these players. I know for me, there's a couple of players here on the East coast that I think are, are right on that cusp of being invited. Um, you know, I think it's pretty hard to basically go to the combine first year, make a team, you know, there's, like we've said, there's a huge learning curve in terms of playing foam and, and that kind of stuff. And I'm sure there's some players in the West Coast that you guys would want to mention. Um, do you guys want to start off with anyone that you want to mention to add to the team or to the combine? I mean, I think – Yeah, the one that, like st- – well, there's two, like uh, – but I think the one that sticks out to me the most is uh, Connor, Connor Liu. I think that dude is so talented. He moves well. He throws well. He, he's a total package. He is a great team player. He can play all six positions. I think he's overlooked because people think he's an ass, and it's just because he's like super quiet. Like he's like not an ass at all. Like he's like one of the nicest kids. Like if you ever like sit down and talk to the kid, like he is super respectful. He is super nice, like super kind, like really humble, like a great kid. But because he's like so quiet and just kind of like he crushes someone and then just walks away because he's like shy, like people take that as kind of disrespect almost. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, 
I, I mean, he was, he was one of the only players that we've ever invited to play on doom that wasn't on the original roster. Right. Like I, I think the world of this kid. And I think not only should he be invited to the combine, like I think he could push for a spot on the team. Like he listens so well. He has one of the best throws I've seen. He needs to work on his straight ball though. Like that's something him and I've talked about, like, cause he throws one of the best curveballs I've ever seen. However, straight balls win foam straight ball is a foam game right like so he needs to work on that and he's working on not going for as many catches as he does because he's a really talented catcher but just move you have that you have those tools um yeah he's one of my favorite players i, I love watching connor play and i love playing with him because he will never he will never do anything other than what he is asked of 100 percent of the time and i and i'm i i love that as a teammate yeah i'm a really big fan of his game uh you know i had him on the podcast I uh, enjoyed talking to him at nationals. I enjoyed watching him at natural nationals and then enjoyed watching him on film. He's got, for me, he seems like he has the, the top, the style of a foam player, the moving, the net, you know, that jittery sever, sort of never in the same place at, at any time mm-hmm. that translates well to foam. Um, the throwing stuff, you know, I wouldn't know. I didn't know that, you know, straight balls are more important than, than curve balls, but you know, it seems like, you know, as like a just sort of change of the pace, it, it might be something good to have on the team as well. Oh, for sure. Like, but the only reason that straight balls, I think are more important is accuracy is king, right? Like mm-hmm. straight balls hit the spot more accurately than curve balls. That's just kind of the nature of, of the ball. That's the only reason why I say that. Like Jeff Giovinko's curveball kicked ass in the finals. Like it was incredible. So I'm not going to say curveballs are not important, but you need to have, you have to have both in your, in your bag. You have to. Mm-hmm. Catch him. Anyone else? Anyone you want to bring up? Yeah. So uh, specifically, just because, like, I think that this is a place where players should cross over and, and should come in. Is play, you know, co- players coming from like from from the college scene. Like they come from that giant. They come from that giant court. And um, so, like, I I want to see I want to see the north. Like, I want to see the college. I want to see some of the players who come out of the college in the north. Or even like even playing in college in the north, like like give foam a try, like really get into it, see if you like it, because like I think I think that would be awesome to see, like like just to have more of the like more of these college players, like even like if if they're if they know that like it, that they can do this after college, like if they know that they can do it while they're in college, you know, like like that would that would be such a cool way for like them to come in. So like just uh, I've I've talked with a couple people in the north about like this player and and they've been like good for a while and I've, I, I, so Ben, Ben Smart, mm-hmm. um, like lefty that would, lefty. he plays in the West yeah. sometimes, right? At least so. Yeah. Um, so like, like, like that's like, that would be awesome. Like, you know, it, it, like, I, I want to see more, I want to see more players come from, like come from college, you know, and get in a phone, you know, so I guess maybe I'm talking to like the North reps like put more college players in, but like, I don't know, like, 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 uh, it's, but I think, I think they have to, they have to want it enough, you know, to be put on, to be put on that list. So it's, it's got to be both sides. Yeah. I think from the East, uh, two players that sort of get talked about always together is, is Dylan and Quan from, from KTC now on shred. Um, you guys probably played against them a, a lot in UDC. Um, they are two players that definitely want it. You know, they went out and bought foam balls. They practiced foam on their own, just the six of them in, in Long Island. And they're really trying to make the push to make uh, 
to make the combine. You know, they, you know, that was one of their goals. Uh, they were disappointed when combine wasn't put on this year because they were really hoping to try to make it this year. So I think that's two players from the East that I, I think to look out for. Um, Quan is super athletic. He's got giant hands, good arm. Um, and Dylan is much more of like a squirrely, good arm as well. Like, you know, former baseball player, played shortstop. It's like, I feel like the shortstop middle infielders, their games sort of translate really well to dodgeball um, just because their footwork's really wet, footwork's really good. They transition well. Um, and he's just really hard. He's one of those kids that's just super hard to hit. Um, and I think that's the kind of the player that, that really translate well in foam. Um, so I remember them at UDC. I never played them. Uh, I actually don't think we've ever, we ever played them at UDC because we were always in like different brackets and never, I don't think we ever faced off, but that, that was one of the most athletic teams there. <clears throat> they moved well. And I remember uh, Dylan and uh, I think I remember Quan, right? It was his name. Yeah. Jay Quan. I'm pretty sure I remember him. But like the, the thing that people need to, to do is, is practice, run, get your cardio up, but also like watch film, like, Pick out a player that you that you think you move like, that you think you play like, like, and be better than them. Like, watch someone on film. Like, point someone out and be like, okay, that's the position I play or that's the position I want to play or that's the player I want to be like. Pick that person out and watch how they play and pick out their mistakes. Pick out their good things, but also pick out their mistakes. See what they're doing right and wrong and hone in on that and be better than they are. Because if you watch that, you have to be better than they are if you want to be on the team. So, so that's, that's the thing. Like, you know what I mean? Pick that out. Like watch the film. Like don't be too proud to watch film. Go to WDBF YouTube and watch all the streams and watch all the, all the team, not, not just USA, watch Malaysia play, watch Canada play, watch Australia play, like watch that shit and pick out a player. You're like, okay, they kind of move like me. Cause you can see that you can see a player that looks like you, that has the same stature as you, that has a similar mechanics as you mm-hmm. pick that player out and be better than that player. And, and, and do it and put in the work. You got to put in the work. We were running twice a day, every day, and working out in the middle of the day leading up to last year's Worlds. Like, I was running three miles in the morning and a six-minute mile at night, like, and working out in the middle of the day. Like, you you have to be ready to play for five days straight and not get tired and be the best that you can at the last day. You have to. I think, yeah, like, I think that's, that's one thing we didn't necessarily, like, touch on on, like, a lot of, like – some of like like the players like on this list but like you you have to be able to to like you have to be able to play consistently at a high level like a, you know for that extended period of time like going good like and it can't stop like you can't you, like if you're getting tired like you're getting pulled like and you're hurting your team like mm-hmm. if you can't you know if then if you're tired and you gas out after the first day then you only have 11 players like to you know like what happens if the next gas out, the next gas out, things like that. Mm-hmm. So it really does matter. But another, only, yep. I was saying, another play player one that position. I want to see, yeah, yeah. Could you hold up, Nate? You're good. You got another, it. You. Another player I want to see at the combine is Clutch Chris. Uh, specifically because uh, – He was he, at the combine last year, wasn't he? Yeah. He made the combine last year. Yeah. I want to see him there again. And I want to see him okay. – I want to see him Not last because, year. The first year. Yeah, he was the first year. He was not there the second year. Sorry. So yeah, so I want I want to and and I I know I know he did not feel happy about that, and I know how he feels about some of the things that like you know have people have heard about him on a podcast or whatever. And so I want (laughs) and I know and and I know I know because I also sent him a ball, and so I want him like so I know he wants to put he's 
putting in the practice, like he's, he's working out hard. He's, 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 you know, putting in that training and he's practicing. So like, I want to see that all pay off and like, I want to see him get there. Like, that would be awesome. You know, like putting in like all that work and, you know, seeing that like that stuff, I think that'd be awesome. I think, right, for Chris, I think one of the things Chris would have to work on, uh, I think he's an immensely talented player, but uh, you know, he's, he's one of those players we talked about that do go for, cause he's got such good hands and he sees the ball. So he goes for every catch. And I think it's one of those things where he has to get in that mindset again, you know, start getting to the point where you're moving, sliding, dodging, you know, so that you can, you know, tire that other team out and maybe get that catch later, but not go for every single catch to start the game. Um, and then, you know, just keep working on that. You know, you know, you have a phone ball now, work on your throw with it because it, it does, it is a skill that you have to sort of master because it's not the same. Yeah. So uh, speak on that for a little bit. Like, I, I like he he got upset about a podcast and 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 but like the the higher you go in this sport the the more people are going to talk that's just how it's going to be so use that as a chip on your shoulder to get better right like Ketchum has been talked trash about forever I've been talked trash about forever the the best players get talked trash about as much as 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 everybody because when you're in that, like LeBron James gets talked about more than anybody else in the NBA, but the dude's the best player in the NBA. Like you have to have that thick skin, but also like use that as a chip on your shoulder. Like put that here and drive and get better. Like with, with, with Clutch Chris, like, bro, like just keep working, keep working and, and watch foam games and, and change your game to that foam game. Because right now the game that you play w does not translate well to foam. It just doesn't. And, and that's not disrespect. That's not me like belittling you, but like the way you open yourself up will hurt you in foam and you will be six on five because you open yourself up too quickly. Like make that throw and then get out of the way. Don't make the throw and open up because foam's not a catching game. Like figure out what you need to do with your body type, your throw type, your, your, the way that you move and put yourself in a position to be one of the 12 best players in the country. Cause that's what we were talking about. We're talking about the, one of the 12 best in the country. That's hard to do. Like that's hard. Like Kyrie Irving and, and these players like NBA players get left off the Olympic team. Some of the best in the world get left off. The, Isaiah Thomas is, is arguably a top three point guard of all time. And it was not on the dream team because he was an asshole and because no, different reason. whatever reasons, but like, but he was still off the team, right? Like he wasn't there. And, and, and maybe, and and but we have to consider all those factors like different reason or not like every factor matters right there's players that like maybe should get invited to the combine but but assholes, so they don't get invited because they're not good team players or they're 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 not they don't have good attitudes or they don't care or they're just awful like that's part of it like if you buy into that team and you're one of 12 you have to be one of 12 it's it doesn't work if one of you does not buy in mentally physically emotionally and your attitude like that's so important no, I agree. I think, uh, I, I mean, I, I think the one thing that we do have in this country is we just have immensely talented players. And, you know, some people are going to, there are talented players who are going to be left off, you know, the combine list. And if you just sit and complain about it, that you were left off, then, you know, you're probably not going to make it next year. But if you take that as a, as something to work towards and I'm going to be better because of it and show them, then you probably are going to get invited because that's what good players do. They take things and they use it to make themselves better, whether it's real or not, they find things to make themselves better. Yes. And it's always, it's like always consistently working. 
Like that's mm -hmm. like a lot of players, like even even people who have made the team like multiple years, like still work as hard, if not harder, than a lot of like a lot of people who show up for, like show up at that combine. And like so, it's you really like like what would be awesome is if like just everybody just everybody works so hard like that I'm not like I'm not even on the combine list next year. Like, like that point, like I've gotten knocked off the list. Like literally everybody's just like, put, like I've gotten blown past. Like that would be awesome. Like I would, I would be pissed, but like, you know, like, like it's, it's, it's just that drive and that push. Like it, it, the, the list is never set. Like you have to, you, you have to always be working. Like nobody has a guaranteed spot. Like, and we're like, we're all talking like hypotheticals. Like none of us know if we'll ever make a combine again. Like it's, mm -hmm. It, like we you have to put in the work and you have to display that and you have to like you know show that dedication and that goes on like throughout you know throughout the year yes every year there's every year there's players that make the team that people are like oh why do they make it or why did well they made it because they did something special and they showed that they deserve to make it like all 12 players that made it this year deserve to make the team like they all deserve to make it and and it showed and it worked and it was wonderful right but like you can you can question that you can question picks you can question this but like it worked so you need to put yourself in a position to 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 make that and and if you're questioned then prove why you were on the team right like prove it you you have to like there's no like you don't you're not gifted anything in this sport it's you you have to earn everything i think that's really well said and you know it's a whole new list. Next year will be a whole new list. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be, who knows, you know, eight, 10, 10, 15 new players on this list. Um, and there could be, you know, five, 10 new players on the national team. So mm -hmm. it'll be exciting to see, you know, and I hope, I hope all these players listen to what you guys are saying and I hope they, you know, take it to heart and they work on the things that you guys talk about. Um, because I think, like we said before we did this podcast, this was not, you know, anywhere from malice. This was, you guys as members of the team wanting to give advice to players to get better so that, you know, they can maybe take your spot. You know, they maybe can come in and push you off the team. Like Captain said a second ago. Yeah. Um, so I think that's exciting. I think that's really nice of you guys to come and do that. That's good for us. If the team gets better, that's good. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's great. Exactly. Is there anything else you guys wanted to say before we got out of here after we're now like two and a half hours in? No, I'm, I mean, I'm good. I, I feel like I talked forever. <laughs> I'm long-winded, man. <laughs> no, this is awesome. Yeah, no, I like, I just, just genuinely like everybody, like we just want, like, we, we want to elevate the sport. We want to, we want to push everybody. And we, we also like, because a lot of people have asked me at like, you know, various times, like, what do I have to do? Like, how do I, you know, how do I make the team? Like, what did you do? Like, and like this is it like Nate and I basically like shared our stuff and like everything that we did you know it's like it's it's putting it's putting in that work it's you know it's looking at that like looking at the team it's like what do they do how do I do it like you know it, it really is it's like it's but it's also it's also like if you know if you have something special like that you know like find a way to bring that to that team like find a way to show that and find a way like like that bring it out so it would you know, it would benefit the USA team or incorporate that because at the end of the day, it's about the USA team. It's not about individual players. It's not about people. It's not, you know, it, it is, it is about the USA team and representing the USA for dodgeball. So yes, that's, that's what it comes down to. Okay. So he, he kind of sparked something in me. 
So I'm going to say one more thing. Sorry. <laughs> I said I didn't have anything else to say. I always do. So a, a few things. Like, if you think that working hard is like foolish, this is not for you. Like, I was up at 4.30 in the morning running three miles at 5 a.m. every day. Every day. Six days a week because I needed to rest the old knees on Sunday because I'm older than all of you. But then at night, I would run. I would sprint a mile. And I would, in between that, I would work out, right? Like, I busted my I would play dodgeball a couple times a week and I would throw on off days and I had schedules. Like you have to put in the work. Like if you want to be the best in the world at a sport, like even if it's a sport like dodgeball where it's not as serious quote unquote or whatever, like if you want to be the best, you have to understand that everybody else wants to be the best. Like I feel I worked harder than anybody else to get to this team. And the, the best part about it, the thing that this team has in common is Ketchum would tell you the same thing. So would Mikey, so would Elijah, so would the rest of the team. They would tell you they worked harder than anybody else to get on this team. And you all have that in common. And that's why these players were on the team. Vince, Glenn, Cody, like everybody worked harder than everybody else to get on this team. And that's what you have in common, right? You worked harder than everybody else. Now, decision-making will set you apart. Um, calm, patience, and just buying in to, to the team aspect. You're not, one player will never win anything. They can't. You have to do what your team needs of you. And you have to play smart all the time, like all the time. Talent is great. Talent gets you 40% of the way, 35% of the way. Decision-making gets you the, the rest. Like it just does. It's just more important. This is way more important. Your brain. Sorry, point in my head. <laughs> yeah. And just like, and buying it, like really buying into like the whole, like it, it is the team like thing. Like, like it was cool winning like MVP. Sure. But like I would, give that back a million times like for gold like with the team like that like that that is why we're there that is that is what it's about so like it's yes. and like that like that felt so much better like so like like so for anybody who like want like you know want to feel like an individual like the highest individual award you can get dodgeball like does not feel as good as a team like 100 like it's 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 buying into that you know it's being it really it really is like no matter no matter what you where like what team you come from like the strategy like buying into that team USA mentality. We had a talk, we had a talk at our training camp. And as a team, we were like, we're successful if we do not have a standout player, but we win gold. Because that means we all did our part and we all pulled our weight in the way that we needed to. Right. And and it was like, do you want an MVP or do we want a gold medal? Because someone can can really pull away from the game plan and stand out and catch did not do that in 2018. That's not what I'm saying here, but like it was, it was, yo, are we going to like one of us could stand out or do we want to win gold as, as 12, 12 players. And, and it was obviously unanimous. And, and like we had, like, there was, there's, there was games where a was the best player in the world. There was games where Mikey was the best player in the world. There was games where catch was the best player in the world. There was games where Jeff Geo was, but there wasn't the tournament you wouldn't look at a single player and be like, holy cow, they carried that team because that didn't happen. And, and that's the goal of a team is, is to, to win a gold medal and everybody feel that they carried that weight and contributed. And it was, it was amazing. I think that sums it up really well. Uh, the one thing I was going to say at the end is, you know, both you guys have always been super available to me and talking to me about certain stuff. And I think that's one thing I'll say to the, you know, any of these young guys, I think if you want to reach out to Nate or to catch up, I mean, I'm sort of speaking for you guys, but you guys have always, you know, been willing to sort of give advice about different stuff, different ways you see things. So reach out to you guys. That's the best way to start to get to understand how analytical some of these players are. 
because um, if you don't start realizing how much this sport is with your brain, played with your brain, then you're going to fall behind. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm here. Hit me up. Catch him as two. He's always, he's always there. There you go. Literally, literally need time. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's just got time right now, so. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us on here. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, appreciate it. This was awesome. It was letting us talk. Thanks. And again, if if anybody feels disrespected, I genuinely didn't mean anything by it. I'm not going to apologize because, like, you don't apologize for your opinion, you know. But I I just, if any of you feel slighted, use that. Shit. Use it. Like, like if, because I've been talked about my whole life, so is Ketchum. Like, we've been talked about our whole time. And you know what You know what that did? That made us run that extra mile or it made us, like, work just a little bit harder to get on the team and and – use it just use it sorry i'm done (laughs) (laughs) i think that's a nice way to end it all right thanks so much thank you so much appreciate it thank you i want to say thank you to nate and catch for coming on it's never easy to come on to a podcast publicly talk about how players are playing to try to help them become better players i enjoyed the conversation i had with them secondly i want to apologize to everyone who sent in questions By no means was there any malice to me for getting your questions. It was just simply an accident. We finished recording around 1.30 my time, and my brain was a bit fried, and I just forgot. My hope is to do a follow-up with Nate and Ketchum to try to get them to answer some of those questions. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Talk to you soon. Thanks.